Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Do you want a more positive one this time? No, 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 it's fine. (laughs) I found myself going, hello, everybody. I'm like, that's not me. Come on. (laughs) Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. Was that more positive this time? Yeah, brilliant. Second take is always better. <laughs> my name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Right. We're doing MLW's Never Say Never today from 2017. But before we get started, you've got a little announcement to make, I'm aware. I do, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes when I do announcements on this show, it's really good. Like when I started doing commentary for OWE on Nothing Else on TV, when we announced OWE UK, and all of those have gone really well. <laughs> um, but I'm confident this one might be... Ah, <laughs> uh, you already broke me. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm confident this one might be quite good news um, because I have started working with 1310 Apparel, cool. uh, who are a pro wrestling um, clothing line. And they are going to allow our listeners and our friends and our families to enjoy a 10% discount on all of their products. Nice. Man. Um, over at uh, 13, the word 13, the number 10, apparel.com at their big cartel. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check them out. They are excellent. Um, just use the code TAX100 at checkout and get 10% off. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's good for us. It's good for the podcast. It's good for our listeners. Um and also, at the same time, make sure you buy one of our t-shirts from Amazon.co.uk, not .com, because they've stopped selling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody Americans. Uh, but no, this is the first time hearing about this. It's pretty cool, man. What kind of merch do they sell? Um, they've got t-shirts, snapbacks. So they've got Japan-style t-shirts, Lucha-style t-shirts. Cool. And obviously, you've got the 1310 Apparel logo stuff. It's really good. Um, they sponsor other athletes uh, on the UK scene. So you've got sort of Big Wavy's um, a sponsored athlete. Oh, Roy Johnson. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, Lana Austin's there as well. Cool, um, Maria Mays signed up as well as uh, White Tiger has joined as well. So nice. I'm on good company. That's cool, man. So at this point, like, when we do this sort of thing, we're meant to do a call to action, which is meant to be like, well, go support people and help them out and like get yourself some cool merchandise at the same time and get, what's that code again, tax? Tax 100. <laughs> See, Blue Chew, we could do this. Give us some money. <laughs> Give us some money. Get your dick hard with my code, tax 100. <laughs> um, but also, before we get started oh, today... Fuck it out. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Um, let's move on to some wrestling admin. So yeah. today, uh, Wednesday, the 2nd of October, when we're recording this, this is apparently the the night the wrestling industry starts again. Mm, this whole week has been a bit of a reset for everyone almost, you know? Yeah, poor so Tom Phillips. <laughs> Which, uh, he was the guy doing Smackdown. Smackdown, yeah. And not doing any shows now, is he? No, I assume he's going to be retained, but he's updated his Twitter profile to not have any mention of WWE on it, other than he's Tom Phillips WWE. Oh, I thought he was quite good. Tom Phillips was fantastic. I mean, Vic Jones is very good, and like yeah. anything in any professional sport now, you want to have a roster of commentators, so mm. when Lawler has another heart attack or gets in prison for something, it's good they've got Saxon and Tom Phillips to uh, call upon. But Vic Joseph, Dio Madden, did an alright job for the opening Monday Night Raw. I half watched it. I That's ha- about as much you can do for Raw these days, <laughs> isn't it, really? I, I had it on. I stayed up to watch it. I'm a bit of an insomniac, as you very well know. So uh, I stayed up and watched it, but I was also on a Discord channel, which is like a TeamSpeak thing on the internet, and you don't do gaming stuff, do So it's like, uh, like a conference call, basically, okay. with all my friends in America who are like not wrestling fans. And we spent most of our time going around Google World, like Street View and such, just finding bits of like Africa and North Korea, and being like, look at these people. Oh, this, isn't this amazing? <laughs> and finding weird monuments <laughs> as we were watching raw so i caught most of it like i find it interesting they f- finished raw on a cuck sequence <laughs> i was a bit like yeah it's an interesting angle to take but it felt very 
ECW, Paul Heyman, let's throw loads of shit at the wall and shock everyone and make them talk about us. So you understand why? All I can say is poor Rusev. Okay, you're going to have yeah. some time off, are you? We're going to bring you back. Thanks for signing that new contract. Brilliant. What am I going to do, Vince? Well, have I got the storyline for you? <laughs> I'm going to make your wife make out with Bobby Lashley and watch Baron Corbin and Randy Orton piss themselves laughing. Yeah, the whole the falling out of the chair. and it yeah. <laughs> I saw the little clip. That looked really funny. I missed that live. Oh, brilliant. But Randy Orton's reaction was priceless. I love seeing people corpse. It's genuinely yeah. hilarious. But, um, but, but tonight? So, but tonight, we've got NXT going against AW Dynamite for their first show. Uh, card is a bit underwhelming for what, AW. Dynamite? Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, I like the Triple Threat main event. Like, I'm a big fan of Not LAX or whatever they're called now. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in what they do with Omega. I think that's a really interesting story going on at the moment. Well, that's the thing, because he is their, the jewel in the crown. Mm. And all the pay-per-views recently, yes, he's had good matches, but they haven't really built him to be like, I am the top star. And I know, I assume the plan is losing streak then he's going to come good and then take the belt when ready yeah going to go a bit crazy a bit maniacal if you will i think kenny omega needs an edge for an american audience do you think he's coming back as the cleaner um no i think it's going to be a variation of that sort of character but i don't think kenny's the kind of person who wants to repeat an idea yeah you know and they seem to do imply that by their youtube videos where you see him dump the specs and the glass and yeah. the bin and such so mm, we'll see do you think we're going to get any surprises for night one absolutely yeah, I think on both shows. I think something I don't think NXT is going to have like any major debuts necessarily, but I definitely think they'll have a title change like a solid main. I don't know what the card is at all. I mean, Riddle's NXT. walking out with the belt, unfortunately. I think I think he's going to be Adam Cole tonight. Oh, is it Adam Cole versus Riddle? Plus Adam Cole's currently in a cast. <laughs> oh, so I think even if he wasn't going to I mean, it might be just a small Not wrist like injury. Not like a Bob Orton cast, but a real... A real, a real, I've smacked up my wrist cast. Oh, okay. What, he hasn't been working the loop, the NXT loop this week either, uh, so he's just been doing angles in the ring. Because in terms of like stars and characters, Cole has to be right up there for them. He's And the Undisputed Era, they can build it around the nasty evil faction. Sure. But then is that their plan that Cole will be the only one without a belt and the rest do? I assume Velveteen Dream, as he lost the belt last last couple of weeks, is going to be called up to main roster. Uh, maybe so, yeah. Because I think... It feels like it might be time. Especially with Heyman or potentially Bischoff in control. More Heyman, please. Yeah, I think a, a Heyman with uh, Dream would be good. Yeah. For, especially for Raw, if they're essentially going, right, Wednesday night in USA, we've got our wrestling show. Monday night, we've got our storyline and flamboyance. Sounds good. Sounds like fun. But ratings-wise, how do you think AW will do tonight? Um, I think it would do well. I think people would tune in just uh, for the freak show element almost. It's something new. It's something different. Yeah. What will they pull out the bag? How will the production be? All that sort of stuff. The you production know? really interests me. The staging, the, how the camera work's going to be, the yeah. lighting. Obviously, they'll have pyro. Did Yeah, did, it's nice to see pyro back across the board, to be totally yeah. honest. Did you see the aerial shot uh, from the arena with AEW setting up. Yeah. Did you see all the colours on the floor? Really nice. A bit like that promo they package they did with all like, you know, the uh, the Indian celebration where yeah. they throw pounded paint into the sky. Yeah, or if such. you do like a colour run or something like that. Yeah, I feel like something's going to happen with those colours. Like that's got purpose, like some sort of explosion element or something yeah. or like some sort of colour code towards the ring or I don't know what's going on. But it looked really interesting. So I'll definitely, would if I had to choose between one or the other, I mean, it's the modern world. We don't have to choose anymore. You can watch both. It's yeah. okay. Um, and if you've got dual monitors, you can watch both at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I would be more focused on AEW. Yeah. Because I, lo I like NXT. I really like NXT as a product. Um, but, you know, I know what's coming. 
I don't really know what's coming with AEW at this point. Yeah. I did think about one feud particularly that I want to see in AEW. Go on. Uh, Luchasaurus MJF. Oh my God. I think that would just work really brilliantly. Yeah, perfect for both. Because MJF's already going to... Out of all the people who are essentially on the undercard and also... Most of them have now been signed from this show we're doing for MLW. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. So really. Um, MJF is the real standout newcomer to the... If you're not a fan of independent wrestling, MJF is going to be the big star. Yeah. He's going to be their top heel. And when him and Cody implode, yeah. that's going to be a phenomenal little run. He's on this MLW show tonight that we're going to be talking about. And he's only two years into the business. His promo, two years into the business, is better than most people 10, 15 years into the business. Yeah, give this man a microphone and yeah. it is absolute gold. Uh, we could do MJF Tracy Smothers as well. That might blow my load. Because <laughs> that would just be <laughs> fucking hilarious. They've got to sign Tracy Smothers, haven't they? I don't know. It would be so funny just but, to have him on the roster. But the thing is, though, they're going for, this is our wrestling league. Oh. They're not going for jokes. At the same time. Other, I mean, they've all got the librarians. <laughs> <laughs> I find them funny. I don't care what anyone says. I love how bad it is. I think it's brilliant. But um, for, for our UK listeners, obviously, the AEW Dynamite was originally going to be shown at 20 past eight in the, sun- oh, in the morning God, on this. Sunday. Yeah. What is that about? So, Who ever thought that like early morning pro wrestling for an adult product would work? But have you seen, obviously, they've updated the times earlier today, which you obviously yeah. have commented on. So, and again, the problem is in a world full of people who are going to go on the internet, yes, we want to be surprised, but are you going to now go through every single thing on Twitter? Because obviously you use social media a lot for work. I use the social media for a lot for wrestling. Yeah. I don't think I can legitimately avoid social media for wrestling or my own job, my, my day job, mm. without something being there to spoil it for me. And Tony Khan's excuse of, well, we can't do it live because of the adverts in the US and the UK. It's like, well, in that case, speak to Sky because they've basically binned off WWE and go, how'd you do it, guys? Yeah, yeah, sure. It can't be difficult. And as you said in your tweet earlier, at Fanboy Rich. Yeah, thanks. Um, not- tax Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, tax 100. <laughs> Put it in anything and see if you get a discount. <laughs> um, but basically, what what can they possibly suddenly going, oh, we'd love to sell some advertising space at two in the morning. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What the fuck? My tweet basically went, what the fuck are ITV advertising at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday night, you know, a Thursday morning, on ITV4 that's so important that they can't change their scheduling to suit a live product that will have thousands, like tens of thousands, extra people tune in to their channel at that time. You know, yeah. it's like, it's ridiculous. They're not going to broadcast it live. Considering that when TNA was on Challenge TV, yeah. which was a game show channel on Sky. Was that live? No. Okay, go on. But that still had higher ratings than every WWE product in the UK. Mm. I think it's only a matter of time before kids in school, especially in the UK, refer to more AEW and less WWE. Yeah, because that's what they did with TNA. Yeah, that's what Will Power was saying, wasn't he? He's a primary school yeah. guy. Uh, and um, yeah, it was definitely... Outside of being the purveyor of flamboyance and fury. Of course. <laughs> Maybe I'm breaking cafe, but sorry, well. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I think um, with uh, free-to-air TV, especially like ITV and stuff, not that there's really such a thing as free-to-air TV anymore, but you know what I mean. It's like the ITV hub, you can go online and you can watch it for free, and that's what I was hoping to be able to do. Like, I was watching the rugby at work today, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I think ITV have made a mistake, and in all honesty, had they announced the fight deal first and then announced the free-to-view stuff, then I think UK fans have been a case of, okay, well, it's on fight, we're going to get it if we don't want to pay our $5. Yeah. That's fine. But basically going, and I don't think it helped with Cody going, we've got a better deal than WWE has in the UK. 
if, if this is the deal WWE have in the UK, no wonder why they fucked off the BT Sport. Yeah, true. Like, the deal seemed good to start with, but it's kind of got worse and worse. And it's been improved that they're going to be putting it out on a Thursday evening, is it? At like 7, 8, 30 in the yeah, evening so now? So the day after, like 20 hours after? Yeah, so tea time in the UK, 7pm till 9pm. They're going to do... It's a not no- horrific. They'll do again, it late night, Friday night as well at quarter to midnight on a Friday night. So yeah. the people are coming home from the boozers. But these are replays. They're not... Yeah. You know, and they're doing the real a, fans when I was a one hour highlight show on I- on weird. normal ITV. That seems really weird to me. Yeah. What do you do? Cut the important bits like the promos and the storytelling and just do oh, high spot, high spot, high spot. I think it'll be cut the wrestling, do promo, promo, promo. Yeah, maybe. And also, I don't understand why people haven't understood the concept, the double meaning for the next pay per view full gear. I don't understand why people are like, oh, it's a shit name for a pay-per-view. Full gear, it's gears. No, it's because fucking Pac turned up in full gear. Yeah. That's the joke. Well, maybe if the joke has to be explained, then it's not clear enough. No, it's people are stupid. <laughs> As a man who's going to be turning out to Wrestling 4 in full gear, just in case I get booked for the Battle Royal again, I'll be doing commentary in full gear from this point forth. Nicely done, man. <laughs> so let's jump into today's episode. So we're doing MLW or Major League Wrestling's Never Say Never. Okay, so I watch this on YouTube. Do you watch on YouTube I as watch well? on YouTube as well, yep. Good stuff. On the MLW channel, this was uploaded on the 13th of December 2017, five days after the event, which was the 7th of December 2017. Uh, it currently has over 100,000 views on YouTube. Pretty fucking impressive. That's really good. So if you are new to MLW, Major League Wrestling, this company was actually formed in 2002 in Philadelphia um, by former WWE writer Court Bauer. Um, And uh, basically the promotion moved based in New York City and later Orlando in Florida. Um, They ran all their several live events and they had a TV show named Underground TV, which... I don't know if this information is right, but it was on something called the Sunshine Network. Ah, uh, that is right. Yeah, it's yeah. in Florida. It's a, it's a, um, a local, so a local state kind of like, okay. yeah. What do so, they call it? Um, well, we don't have it in the UK. So local affiliate. <laughs> sort of thing. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, um, hmm, I don't know how to call it. Carry Regional on. programming. There you go. That's a yeah. good one, isn't it? Um, so basically, um, originally it was described as sort of violent, hard hitting, the most extreme thing you'll see on TV. Well, you know, because ECW is not kicking around. Um, but then that lasted two years until 2004 and they shut the shut the doors because they couldn't have sponsors money they didn't do brilliantly Bauer basically returned to promoting events in July 2017 so the year that this show um, appeared in and uh, started running a weekly TV show in April 2018 called MLW Fusion um, and they also partnered with uh, AAA so we like yeah. those guys because everyone doing AAA we like them and in November of this year 2019 they are going to be doing their first ever pay-per-view yeah. called uh Saturday night super fight. <laughs> That's the one. I watched an interview with Court Bauer on YouTube talking. Court Bauer, is yeah, that, yeah, about um his kind of career leading up to that point, and they they've also had a media call that I started to listen to but didn't get the whole way through. But it seems like it's uh they're really pushing boundaries at this point. There's lots of good stuff going on. Yeah, I I also like the fact that they had recently earlier this year signed Jim Cornette <laughs> to do commentary that and a bit last. of agent. Yeah. No, and he's he's long gone. But again, because obviously Cornette's gone to do more stuff with NWA, um, and we've also got Tony Schiavone now going off to work for AEW. Mm-hmm. So again, a bit of a transitional period in rea- in real time for MLW. But this is back at Christmas 2017. Yeah, I think uh, currently with MLW, there are guys that are going to be working with AEW and MLW as well. Okay. So I think Shavoni is one of those. I think he's sticking around to do commentary bits as well, but I didn't quite get that clear, to be honest. But 
So I initially searched for full wrestling shows on YouTube just to find something easy for us to do this weekend yeah. podcast. It was something maybe we haven't seen much of or anything like that. But uh, I thought this card looked interesting to the point where I thought there'd be bits that we'd both like and hate, but maybe different opinions, which I just thought makes interesting yeah. podcasts. It's got guys I know you, I like, that you hate, and kind of vice versa. Hate, hate well. is a strong word. Dislike. There you go. Hate would be a large compliment. <laughs> but last week, we mentioned doing a WXW Yokozuna tribute show. Yes. Okay. Through doing some research on this OMLW owner, Court Bauer, I found an interview on YouTube where Court explains he got his start with the Wild Samoans. Okay. okay. And he helped change the name of their current promotion, which was something like Wild Samoans Wrestling or something, to WXW. There we go. (laughs) Not the German Westside Extreme Wrestling, but World Extreme Wrestling. Okay. So the same WXW that put on the Yokozuna Tribute (laughs) Show. And I was like, coincidence is a beautiful thing sometimes. It's meant to be, because as you said, listen to the audio of that Yokozuna Tribute Show, I wouldn't be able to get through it. Yeah. So you got like a lot of the facts right, but there's a few extra bits caught actually added in this interview. I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. So the initial run they had back in 2004, five was it? 2002 to 2004. There you go. They were trying to be an all japan feeder system okay okay but uh, he put um, the way he puts it is somewhat of a farm system um but then after a cup of coffee in cu- a cup of coffee in ecw okay so when you look about the extreme stuff yeah. it's because court bow worked on the last pay-per-view for ecw oh, okay and you're like that's where that kind of all comes from uh, so when ECW kind of folded into the WWE and they bought it and everything, Corbauer kind of tried to take over that little slot. Like he ran Philadelphia and New yeah. York and all these places that ECW used to run with a lot of their talent and crew and camera ops and everything. So it's kind of interesting yeah. that he picked up on that because that's definitely what they were aiming for at the time. But then like, you know, they even made Kojima their champion at one point, <laughs> yeah. like one of my all-time favorites. Um, but then he, ref- uh, Bauer refers to it as hitting the pause button in 2004 to go do the WWE stuff yeah. we talked about. Um, but then uh, in 2011, do you know what MLW did? They had a podcast network that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they now do the Raven. Of- it's still rain today. Do the Raven effect. They do Keeping It 100 with Conan. They did uh, Pritchard one as well. Pritchard like- till they left to make more money. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're still running on there. I, uh, I kind of lost track a little no, bit. No, they're, but- they're off on their own thing now. Um, but I said, yeah the mlw radio networks that's where jericho started his podcast oh, into okay. the jericho over at westwood one nice so they, they've contributed much more than just like putting on a little indie promotion you know but you can see grown. because of the lure of podcasts and i, I joked with this with people the other day i was like oh and this guy and he hasn't even got a podcast so what's he doing in wrestling <laughs> <laughs> um you can see how many views and listens they get on the MLW podcast network, yeah. which also helps fund this promotion. Yeah, it's a clever, clever yeah. idea, really clever. So and now their TV shows, you say, those are on B B in Sports, I think it is B E I N. Not to be confused with Ben TV on UK and Scott, which is the Nigerian TV channel. <laughs> okay, but that's America and Canada. Do you know they're also on Free Sports in the UK as well? Yeah, because that's a new deal they signed to uh, replace our good friends at that stupid London promotion, Rev Pro. Oh, okay, fair enough. Where we have so many fickle fans. Oh, the Josh Bowden thing. I'm never going to watch Rev Pro. Oh, look who they've announced for the Super J Cup. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, too right, man. The referee's kicking off on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, good thing that Josh Bowden didn't throw you under the bus there. <laughs> so, we're oh, only- <laughs> <laughs> So, this is in the Gilt Nightclub, G-I-L-T, in Orlando, Florida, US of A. What do you think about this place? I mean... I like the intimacy of it. It's yeah. it's a really tiny little venue, 250 capacity, full. 
I like how it felt like the fans were sitting up above the ring in certain areas. Yeah. That's quite nice, that intimate kind of... It was um, almost like studio, mini yeah. studio TV setup. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so we've got three big LED screens off to the side of the hard cam, like 90 degrees and left to it. It was a bit indie-rific, you know what yeah. I mean? But the hard cam is facing the bar area, which seems to be uh, kind of an odd choice, to say the least. But they put up like... Uh, what is it? A big MLW banner. So yeah. the rest of us are coming out and you see the bar to the left. You're like, just grab a drink on your way in, mate. <laughs> you know? That's like, why Sandman will always love working at MLW. <laughs> yeah. And a big badass like uh, disco ball above the ring as well. Because this is like a proper nightclub that yeah. we're in. Like, it's, 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 you can see why it's an, uh, an effective, easy place to yeah, put on a pro wrestling show. I can't imagine too yeah. much to book. Sure, absolutely, man. Yeah. So our commentators for tonight... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Rich Boccini? Rich Boccini, who okay. was Rich Brennan in NXT. Yeah, also worked SmackDown and Raw on a all couple sorts of times. Of yeah. Main event, I think he ended yeah. up on. I I don't watch enough WWE to see to have seen his work. He was very good when okay. he was doing NXT stuff, and again, he's not bad here. Cool. Uh, I think it was okay. Um, and Tony Schiavone, Big Tony, who Big we all tone. know from WCW, who we can talk about as we go along. So uh, I felt like they did a lot of talking, didn't leave much space for the action my first comment yeah it was not enough room to breathe hmm. was my thought it got a little this. intense at times yeah but not in a oh i'm so excited looks look at them building the action to a just 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 give us a minute just let us watch the wrestling you know yeah i think i think part of this again is knowing your product yeah sure I, I think they felt they needed to plug it due to their Lack of knowledge of some of the people on this card. Yeah, I felt very similar about it. Um, I, I also found that, as we get to it in the women's match, where it was dragging quite a bit, they just, mm. rather than just letting it flow, they felt the need to be like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, it's like, the women are trying to build some sort of story here. Yeah. Yeah, no, to, but I, I just, it's fine, it's yeah. fine. So, I mean, I, as I said, I initially picked this because I thought there was some interesting stuff on the card. Uh, some stuff that we might enjoy or not enjoy talking about. <laughs> Make for good podcasting. Um, but more that I had quite high hopes for it, if I'm totally honest. I picked it because I wanted to watch something that I would enjoy. Um, I wish I could say I enjoyed it more than I did. This show dragged yeah. a lot. And it was only like two and a bit hours, wasn't it? Two, two hours, hours 40. Yeah. Hmm. Considering like we quite regularly sit down and watch five to seven hours of WWE or whatever. Yeah. Like in one sitting sometimes. The fact that they couldn't fill two and a half hours with interesting stuff felt... Mm. I also think coming off the back of watching three back-to-back Monday Night Raws where everything was like click, 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 segment, segment, yeah. segment, and everything flowed really quickly. True. Going to this, this felt... The pacing felt so slow. It was two years ago. Um, Pro Wrestling's definitely taken a jump very quickly in the last few yeah. years, but I don't think it was this slow in 2017. Especially no. with the talent they've got on the card, you would have thought they could put something a bit more together. Yeah, but I like the fact that, again, as we're going to say, they, they started with setting the scene for the show and for what they had for the rest of the year. Sure. Let's jump into it, and we can kind of discuss that as we kind of go along, So I think that's a really important part about this show. Yeah. So, opening video package. We are in December in 2017, so sleigh bells are ringing. <laughs> Xmas-themed dinner table with name cards of the wrestlers covered in blood and such. Uh, there's an axe on the table, and we pop up to Jimmy fucking Havoc, who's drinking from a glass goblet, wishing us a happy Christmas, staring down the camera. Nice production quality. I wish he said Merry Christmas, not Happy Christmas, because I have a really like OCD thing about that. <laughs> but like, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, he loves that axe. Sets the scene, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. We've committed murder at Christmas. Let's watch some wrestling. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of Jimmy's matches necessarily. Well, the hardcore stuff, let's put it that yeah. way. But I certainly have a soft spot for Jimmy Havoc. I think most people in the who are fans of the British Indies have a soft spot for Jimmy Havoc. Sure. He's, I hate to break kayfabe a little bit. He's a sort of the earth sort of dude. Like I remember walking around shows for IPW with like 50 people in the arena, arena the hall. And like you'd walk past Jimmy and be like, all right, mate. And he'd be like, all right, Jimmy, how you doing? Oh, yeah, good mate, good mate. And just kind of wander off and you're like, just the nicest bloke. <laughs> anyway, so uh, opening graphics of the wrestlers on tonight's show. Again, real lovely production quality. Zooming, this kind of glass smash graphic over the top. Really offensive, inoffensive kind of hip-hop style beats. Better than like wrestling metal music yeah. that we sometimes get. Everyone loves new metal rap, rap, <laughs> rock, rock rap crossover. Easy for me to say. So I, I immediately I'm like, okay, some big production level here. Yeah, the first impression of this small venue show is... As you said, opening package, mm. better than a lot of stuff that Impact put out. Absolutely. With yeah. much lower budget. Decent opening sequence. Again, not too long. So when we watched um, AAW, mm-hmm. their opening video was like five minutes of the intro. Yeah. Whereas this was, again, here's the talent we've got on our roster. Here's some past talent. Here's our music over top. Vroom, into lo- the show. A lot of the time with editors, they feel because they can do something, they want to show it off a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you're quite new to editing. And so I understand, like, oh, like, we can stretch it out. The music's five minutes long. That's how long the edit should be. But really, introduction to a wrestling show, I want 30 seconds to a minute yeah. at the very most, you know, especially if you're not explaining storylines and such, which this isn't really doing yeah. at all. So it's good. It's really good. So Rich Puccini and Tony Schiavone welcome us to the show from the stage. They talk up some of the matches for tonight uh, straight into our first match. I immediately noticed that they've got some absolute quality cameras, like the crispness of this image and stuff. Yeah. It looked beautiful. If you look at and i this isn't a knock on shikara but if you look at the layouts of the venues that shikara have and the and mlw run most they are the same they are the same venues but the quality of the equipment already Ah. is head and shoulders above for mlw interesting man yeah sure so we've got a white ring some white ropes the big mlw in the logo that looks like zlw (laughs) yeah sorry but it does (laughs) um a nice, unique sort of look to it, especially if you're going to have more hardcore stuff going on, which they seem to have occasionally, at least. Yeah, you want the white to show the splatter. Exactly. You know, I'm trying to get blood out of that thing. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass, but still. So, jumping to our first match of Filthy Tom Lawler versus the King of Bros, Tax Williams' favourite wrestler of all time, Matt Riddle. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is one of those matches that I was like, well, it could be interesting because it's too former UFC guys, MMA yeah. guys, in a pro wrestling ring, kind of... This is a couple of years in for Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle. Tom Lawler. Yeah. But like, I think one or two years in for Matt Riddle. This is right at the beginning of his pro wrestling career. Yeah. Um, and also, you hate Matt Riddle, so <laughs> I thought that'd be funny. Not great fan of Tom Lawler either, so it's great. I get it. Yeah, but sure. um, first thing I thought when I saw Tom Lawler and his uh, ring crew walk out in their little UFC Reebok jackets why are you wearing stockings over your heads twats mum's tights on their heads like. yeah, exactly <laughs> it's not you're not you aces what, and eights you know what they're going for they're going for the bank robbery type thing but you're wearing a UFC tracksuit what the fuck like, with your name on the back <laughs> it was so weird I love anonymity if I don't turn round it's just the strangest combination of things uh, you can see them trying to go for a gimmick yeah they think they're doing what pro wrestling needs but it's like uh, the thing for this match is it's two guys learning how to do it yeah they're technically sound as anything because of their mma training but they don't seem to understand the purpose of selling or when to put moves or how to tell a story 
yeah. at all at this point. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that part as well when we get after um, Mr. Riddle's entrance. But <laughs> the, the first thing, so then when they remove Mum's stockings, yeah. it's like, right, so... Hello! <laughs> brilliant. What was the purpose? What is the point in it? The whole idea of Ringo is if it's either to add something to your character, but stockings mm. over your head? Yeah. Oh, which one's Tom Lawler walking to the ring? Dunno. Because he's got a stocking on his face, which we can see through. I thought, have the other guys wear things over their heads but just like one leg not the the crotch bit with the legs over <laughs> yeah. the back you know like rabbit ears <laughs> it's a weird choice but then have tom lawler who's a fucking star essentially if you're an mma fan or a fight fan yeah. you generally know who he is i want to see your face mate yeah like he, he's he's a big <laughs> cross you know cross sport name exactly yeah so um oh it's so weird shivoni is immediately talking over the ring announcer as he's doing the introductions i'm like oi tony do you remember how to do your job? <laughs> like, you know, it's not WCW, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so Riddle in his suplex gear, SPLX, uh, still repping this today in WWE. Gotta respect that. Big I mean, respect to Joel. In fairness, it's nice that he's wearing suplex gear, but it would be nice at some point if he stopped wearing his wife's shorts. <laughs> Get a pair of shorts that fits, mate. I don't want to see you're a You're obsessed. Cop. You're absolutely obsessed. You walked into the ring in bright orange trunks and sparkly trunks and all sorts. Yeah, and I don't stick my dick in people's faces because, you know, I stuff my trunks. You should. <laughs> it would suit your character so much. Anyway, so Shivoni is talking about some surfing show immediately and I'm like, Tony, Tony, there's wrestling happening. Pay attention, mate. He's on form, isn't he? <laughs> Fucking hell. So two former UFC guys, quite the queue for MLW thinking about yeah. it. Like, these guys that were making 20, 30, 40 grand a, mat, a fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like They're wrestling for MLW now, which is essentially uh, a smallish indie. They'll know? be making like maybe $100, $150 a shot, I think, maybe. I don't know about this. I, I have no idea of that side because I've never been a part of it. But, you know, who yeah. knows, man? But yeah, quite the coup. Like, good for yeah. publicity and such. Well, again, think of the gate. And I know obviously you have some sponsors and everything, but if you've got a gate of 250 people, yeah. let's say they're paying $10. Well, the venue capacity is 250 and this is one of the rooms in the venue. So yeah. I, I think it's actually lower than that as well. So, well, let's say best case scenario, you've got 250 paying customers there at yeah. $10 a pop. You've got two and a half grand. Mm-hmm. Once you've paid out for your rental of your, your venue. Sure. You've probably got takings of the bar, you'd imagine, as well, but then but, you've got to pay the bar. So mm, Yeah, or, or if it's a case of, right, you have the venue, but we keep the bar take. Yeah. But then you've got two and a half grand to split between quite a busy card. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're also working almost at a loss at this point because they're trying to get themselves established. They're now MLW are working bigger venues and yeah. such. Like Corbell talked about this, how they started here and they've moved up in the world. So there's always something to be said for working at a loss when you start maybe as well. Started from the bottom, now we're <laughs> here. So we get faux MMA to start with, as you might oh, expect. Fucking this. awful. <laughs> it could be good they should have just let them shoot they should let them shoot it's like without sparring it really is but like then there's no emotion evoking here at all plain faced oh I've got to get out of this hole but there wasn't any need of urgency like you need in pro wrestling it was basically a UFC thing it was like fuck he's on top of me right I need to wait a second wait for him to make a mistake I'm going to get out I don't give a shit I want to watch if I want to watch that I'd watch MMA and I'd still watch the shit in the UFC where they've got no stars or talent at the moment it's like watching well that's not true but it's fine they're, like, <laughs> yeah. they're watching like mma training almost you know what yeah. i mean it is i don't want to tune in for that i want to be entertained you know the last thing i if anyone watched punk's little five-part documentary before is at ufc debut probably only me sorry no. the, this 
wrestling was similar so this mma style wrestling was similar to what they basically showed him doing in his training <laughs> bad and but worse yeah no well, mm, yes technically wh- these guys are significantly better than, no but, but that's like, what i'm I saying, get what you're saying. Pro, yeah, yeah, pro sure. wrestler pretending to do mma mm. made mma look like he was actually struggling making it look like a wrestling match yeah two mma guys trying to do mma and wrestling looked fucking awful i'm an advocate for bringing in other elements of other sports into professional wrestling yeah they should have done it <laughs> They, they tried. <laughs> You've got to give them some props for trying something different. I like the fact that the Reebok jackets they wore were nice. <laughs> <laughs> so commentary are trying to create a story here. Uh, they're saying that Lawler has an undefeated streak coming into the promotion. Well, like, and Matt Riddle had a four-fight win streak in the UFC. Was that it? Well, yeah. Do you know Before why it, Riddle got kicked out? Uh, drugs. Yeah, weed. Yeah. Not even proper drugs. <laughs> Not <laughs> I mean, even proper drugs. <laughs> the has, law states they are proper drugs. He has... <laughs> barely um so uh <laughs> that's a podcast for a different time <laughs> matt riddle had i think it was six victories two became no contest because of testing positive for weed and he was like, i don't give a fuck i'm gonna keep smoking so dana was just like we're gonna get rid of you and he went to mma and went to pro wrestling instead it's basically how it pours down the first memory i have of matt riddle was on the ultimate fighter and it was him and cb delway sat on a wall and they just ordered because they could order anything else just these two white pairs of oakley's the sunglasses <laughs> just sat there on the wall going got these gas cans i remember matt riddle being like comedy relief all the way through it like oh, he's an insanely talented fighter me. but like he was genuinely maybe pop like through comedy shit like there's all these really serious guys matt riddle's just like this dude's really serious <laughs> and taking the piss and such i think it's quite funny so i immediately spot la parker in the audience i'm like yes get in the yeah. ring boy but he was also a dude wearing a la parker mask but lucha dad a t-shirt yeah. and i was like oh i like this guy let's see his reactions la park who's in the main event of a saturday night super fight against their oh. current champion uh, jacob Fatou. Do you think he's going to see Lucha Dad and be like, hey, <laughs> what you doing here, boy? <laughs> so uh, this match... that's what LA Park sounds like. What you doing here, boy? <laughs> of course he does, yeah. <laughs> well, it would almost be a bit racist if you went for a Mexican accent, so who knows. So Riddle just kicked out of a tombstone at one and I got a bit pissed off. Classic Riddle. Yeah, pretty much. Especially this time. It is le- I know you don't agree with me, but less so. He does some selling now. He didn't for like a year and a half. Yeah, well, basically up until he got to NXT, he didn't sell. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he didn't even sell at Progress the other uh, the other week. No, but he was in a nothingy tag match, really. Yeah. Are we just going to skip over that? Okay, yeah, let's skip over <laughs> <laughs> They play off the sleeper hold rear naked choke that finally finishes the match, kind of throughout the, the series, but not to the extent that I cared about it, really. But I did notice, at least. Uh, Riddle puts the sleeper onto Lawler. Lawler flips off Riddle and passes out. Ref calls for the bell. Your winner is Matt Riddle. Just under well, 14 minutes, 56 seconds. It felt like 20 minutes. It felt it like a long match. It dragged like shit. Yeah, a lot of this show. I mean, the fans but- did not give a fuck. <laughs> That's the problem, and this is this is match one. So this is your opening contest of a decent, a long show, a named event. You want to have something impactful to get the crowd going. This was not opening match material. New, no. and also as you said, as these guys are relatively new, there was no one to lead. There was no one to try and get the crowd involved. They were very much focused on. I like to essentially say selfish performers. They weren't happy to get. They weren't trying to get the other person over and make the other person look good. Yeah, but at the same time. They were still trying to get their MMA shit in, but it didn't be- benefit themselves or their opponent. You can understand why Corbell's booked this. Yeah. It's two ex-UFC guys. They've got similar styles. They can work together. They're quite new to the business to see what they can do. It just didn't work out. No. Unfortunately, I think, again, would you say, because obviously you you watch more MMA than yeah. I do, but obviously Tom Lawler was more of a, right, I'm going to knock you out. 
uh, kind of a fighter. Scrapper. Very, yeah. very similar like, to like... Um, to, really good wrestler as well. Yeah. But more of a scrapper. Riddle is more technically sound overall. Yeah. He's also a lot bigger as well. So. But if you think they went... The MMA style they went to contrast, they went for... They were too similar. If yeah. they had... They bought in the... Right, this is my MMA background. This is my MMA background. Maybe when they were trying to do their faux MMA, it might have been a bit more interesting rather than both doing half-a-hearted, not yeah. great stuff. You know when Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, does... MMA stuff. Yeah, he looks angry and pissed off yeah. and focused, like a fighter, like like the worst kind of fighters that fight on emotions. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Yeah, which works for pro wrestling. Being a calm, calculated fighter in the ring, doing uh, boringy, nothingy wrestling, yeah. it does not work for MMA at all. Unless you've got someone to count for pro wrestling, it doesn't work unless you've got someone to counterbalance that. Both these guys were too controlled and calm and just doing yeah. stuff in the ring, you know? And again, think of this was real MMA. You've got three five-minute rounds. It goes four minutes before the end and you finally get a tap out. Yeah. You get to the end of it and go, that tap out wasn't even that great. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, the ring announcer goes into interview Riddle, but Lawless cornermen interfere. There was some nothingy kind of interference moments in the match, but not what I thought there would be. Yeah. With the two guys in the ring, you would have thought they'd be trying to get at Riddle and such, but there's barely any of that in the match. Uh, Riddle sends them all packing, and we move on to the next bit. He, oh, Riddle cuts a promo. He goes, bro, Riddle wants a tag match next month, so he'll, let's he'll, just carry on. And he'll bring Jeff, <laughs> and he'll bring Jeff Cobb. Hey, he's good. And he's like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do this shit again, but bring Jeff Cobb to throw people around a bit. Nice. Yeah. I wonder who... I didn't look up who was he was against, but anyway. Let's just carry on. So, uh, match was like uh, two guys sparring, playing wrestling, as we talked about. would like to see some more purposeful selling, advancing storylines, kind of. Not awful. But yeah, yeah, okay. It'll do. <laughs> so, we cut backstage for an MVP interview. Woo-hoo! Stokely Hathaway jumps, interrupt, jumps in to interrupt MVP. The audio quality here is poor. This was the first time I thought to myself, ah, oh, you've just spent all your money on your cameras. Yeah. I don't know who's editing this show, but they need some more experience. Well, they did in 2017. It's yeah. two years later. Maybe it's better now. Maybe we should do rerun a show at some point because this promotion's got some good stuff going for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think I, I don't have anything against the promotion and what they're trying to do. And Court Bauer, you know, seems to be a sensible businessman now sure. with, with what he's got with the uh, the podcast network to fund the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll always take chances. And as we said, so already we've had, so yeah. Tom Lawler, great. He's went on after this to be an MLW heavyweight champion. Fine. So obviously he's made their main event. Matt Riddle's in WWE. Stokely Hathaway. Hathaway. Stokely. Whatever he's got. I was trying to remember what he's called in NXT now, but he's obviously joined there as a manager. I don't pay attention enough, but yes. Yep. He seems to be having quite a good time there as well. Because he's now managing like the seven foot Nigerian giant guy. Great. Yeah, works amazing. Yeah. But also, fair play to Stokely because when they did the, uh, the NXT combine where you've yeah. got all these athletes, and they brought in um, Robbie E to be a manager as well. So he was all doing right. all the, te- the the tasks and everything could hold himself up. Stokely was doing them too. He oh, was cool. like, no, I'm here. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can wrestle. Do you know about his Chuck Taylor gimmick in no. Shikara? So <laughs> Stokely Hathaway came into Shikara and immediately had this storyline where Chuck Taylor hadn't copyrighted the name Chuck Taylor. So he became Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and the former Chuck Taylor from Best Friends AEW yeah. had to be called something different every week. And so they used to come through it. It was fucking amazing. You know, Stokely used to come to the ring as Chuck Taylor, like singing songs and like trying to embrace fans, but as a heel. And I like, oh, was just quack a, genius. Really, really really funny um so um the audio in this segment is i don't know what happened it was like it was out of sync or something but i was um watching this with headphones yeah 
And honestly, man, like my ears started bleeding as I was listening to this. I think it was like 7.1 surround recording that had been compressed down into some sort of stereo that just hadn't worked or something. And yeah, it's just it was really painful. I had to take my headphones off. It was that bad. Worst thing is this is a th- sign of things to come, unfortunately, for the show with the audio quality. There's some big problems with the audio so anyway they um in the promo they chat about the difference between wise and smart stokely hands mvp his card mvp tears it up in front of stokely hathaway tells the interviewer to shut up before she said anything so i thought that was quite funny (laughs) i like stokely um what do you think of mvp's promo work here um i've always been very different indifferent to mvp he's quite intense but i don't know He, he talks like a veteran and I know he's been in the WWE and all yeah. been around and stuck around. Um, I don't really get it. No. I've never I, been a fan. I've, I thought, again, as everyone will always see, look back to MVP. His best works when he was in his feud with Matt Hardy. Yeah. And they'll do like, like one amazing year. Yeah. Which was just the two of them on SmackDown basically going, what should you do next? Pizza eating contest, basketball contest. Yeah. It's great. They became tag champs. It was more story than wrestling that made it fun, though. Yeah, exactly. His in ring stuff was. Not offensive, but at no point did I go, you know what I really want to watch? An MVP match. Sure, I get it. So, our second match of the evening, Saeed Al-Sabar versus Paro. Uh, two guys I'd never heard of before coming in. Uh, Paro, again, I think, so. The, the big lad. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously he's... Zangief. One, Zangief, yeah. But he's obviously one of the, the more, one of the first openly gay wrestlers oh, on right, the circuit. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so it does a lot for like, LGBT um, communities as well. Cool. Um and a big hulking boy. Oh, he's massive, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so uh, the commentators say that uh, this match we saw last time at Never Say Never. And I'm like, isn't that this show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a little slip up there. But it's fine. So Al Sabar is a small lad in a kind of new Jack Pleather shield vest gimmick thing. Uh, apparently relatively new to the industry. They were saying that he's only just started on yeah. commentary. Uh, Paro is well, Zangief in leather trousers, isn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. He looks massive. And this, as I said, the rematch, which they mentioned before, it's because he powerbombed his mate last time. Oh, okay. So, uh, Fair enough. Al Sabar was powerbombed badly by Paro. Right, cool. So Al Sabar jumps Paro and off we go. Uh, Al Sabar just lost a shoe on a baseball slide turnaround in the corner that I thought was amazing. <laughs> Did you see this bit? His yeah. shoe popped off. <laughs> but he kept going and kept working. Uh, Al Sabar tries to use the knucks to get, but it gets cut off by Paro. Paro brings him up for a big-ass power bomb. Al-Sabar punches Paro in the head while on top of his shoulders with the knucks. Paro goes down for the one, two, three, and your winner is Saeed Al-Sabar. Best match of the card. Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading here. That was okay. Both guys have potential for sure. Uh, just felt like they were going through it. Understandable for new guys. They're like going through the motions, you know, just getting a match done. Let's just get to the end and get another match under our belts. Yeah, this 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 is short and snappy. Good storytelling would yeah. have been great for our, after a decent opener. Little sloppy, a few bits of hesitation and such yeah. that you expect from new guys coming in, you know. But I like the finish again. Deception for the referee. Very nice heelish tactic. Yep. Get him up for the power bomb. Something different. Yeah, short, nice short. and short, not yeah. too not too complicated, so not much to fuck up, you know what I mean? Absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. So, we jump into our next match of a lover boy Leo, a pretty boy Michael, the dirty blonde. The Hollywood bl- oh wait, no, the dirty blondes. <laughs> Versus the freak Rhett Giddens and the man that killed Elite XC by knocking out Kimbo Slice, yeah. the silverback Seth Petrozelli. The uh the striking coach at the WWE Performance Center. Is he now? Yeah. Cool, nice. Seth looks smaller than I remember him. Yeah, because I was Were all these dudes in this match huge, or is it just that Seth's a bit smaller? I just I always thought it was huge. Yeah. But again, from um 
Seth Petroselli, uh, he wasn't Matt Serra's training buddy, was he? No. There, there was another guy called Seth who was Matt Serra's training buddy. We picked him as like first choice in his ultimate. Fight. Oh, yeah, on that season of the ultimate fight, I think Seth was on one of those seasons. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, but I don't know if he was the first fighter because Matt Serra picked him, saying he's my number one pick. He's my boy. He's my boy. Got in the octagon in the first match, and he was fucking awful. Oh, I did watch all those early seasons of the ultimate fight, but I yeah. can't remember at all. Sorry, man. But um, yeah, no, Seth Petrozelli definitely was on one of those seasons, so it could yeah. have been. But yeah, he's at the he's NXT striking coach. Nice, deservedly so. I mean, he's got some decent striking at IRL, you know? <laughs> like, I, I wonder if that's why Lacey Evans' women's right is so good. Oh, because of people like Seth and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or I she... mean, the PC is such quality, you know? <laughs> or after seeing Brawl, where she cracked Natty. I mean, it's like, that didn't look like that was a work punch to me. <laughs> Proper lamped her. Might have skipped that bit. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about these dirty blonde lads? Because this is one of my little problems and commentary is that at this point they're comparing these guys to old nwa wcw wrestlers like dusty yeah. and people like that but they continue to do this for every wrestler on the fucking show pretty much yeah the problem but, with the dirty blondes i think they were linking them to be wcw guys it's a case of right they don't really have the greatest physiques they don't have they're not they're like fat and greasy yeah they're not they're not lookers <laughs> they basically the godwins in trunks yeah absolutely like i love the gimmick of like dyed blonde hair looking scraggly hairy chubby bodies you know it would be these guys against like the gymnasties as they starting to have a bit of a run of people sure. it's like that's the sort of level we're looking at yeah i was really looking forward to seeing these guys yeah. come out uh, what's his name uh rhett giddens jesus christ he's got potential he's yeah. a big boy <laughs> he's not bad at all is he yeah super agile confident in the ring like i don't think i've seen anything from him that no, isn't this show not at all this is this was completely new to me this chap yeah but like he's the one that stood out for me yeah. for sure so um the dirty blondes jump seth and giddens early a regular theme on this show oh yeah <laughs> shivoni immediately immediately points out that every match so far has been jump started i'm like you're not meant to say that They've obviously trying to jumpstart the shows. On the plus, Don't point out every fucking time, you know. Yeah, but at least he's uh, he's probably saying what people at home are thinking. Oh, another jumpstart. Yeah, the idea is to make you be like, oh, cool, right, and immediately be interested, right? Yeah. Not for someone to go. Oh, you know how they did that was what they did is they jumpstarted <laughs> the match, you know, like Shavoni's kind of doing on commentary. It feels just like he doesn't give a shit at this point. No, he doesn't, which is why I really hope he doesn't really do much tonight on AEW. I have concerns. Can you imagine they just go, oh, well, Excalibur is the future of that company on play-by-play, but what we're going to do now is we're going to have Marez, Ross, and Shivani all on commentary. I like Marez. <laughs> that was really good. That's the other guy, the third wheel, yeah? Last no, time. no, Mo- Alex Marez. Was oh, the- he was terrible, that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What, what, oh, thingy, thingy Boy, what's the name? I don't remember, but the third guy was with Jim and yeah. like um, Excalibur last time was because great. He, he's um, an esports guy. Yeah, he was, but um, I think he's starting to understand. Yeah, and the role he fulfills in that trio worked really well. Yeah. Doing all the links in between and the advertising bits and such, like he was great. Yeah, good false enthusiasm as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, when someone can get that across without you going, oh, he's pretending. Well, ultimately, he's a commentator for computer games. Of course, sure. he's going to be able to build up fake enthusiasm because it's a case of this man's built a block tower. Oh my god. The disappointment on my face right now it's the future tax well i'm not gonna lie to you mate cut to in like the years so i'm like i can't believe i'm doing all this esports commentary now <laughs> i'm commentating like smackdown versus raw but the idea of stifling excalibur with tony Shavoni talking over the top of him the whole time talking bollocks and jim r being jr being like oh god i have to be positive about this don't i the whole way through the show yeah. like 
I think it's time to move on. Like, yeah, stick with JR for like, you know, six months or whatever. And then give it to Excalibur. Yeah, absolutely. Give JR a different role. Do you, you know, think... Keep him involved in the company. You know, he's had a fucked up last few years. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with his wife dying and everything. And WWE, to be fair, kind of shitting on him at the same time. Well, no, no. In, in fairness, WWE, when after his wife died, that's when he re-signed his contract because Vince was like... Yeah, but it didn't last is what I'm getting at. Yeah, They but didn't the, support him for as long as I think they should have. No, but the fact of the matter is for WWE, it's a case of Jim, you know, let's keep you busy. We'll give you these projects so you can come Saudi Arabia twice okay. a year. Well, yeah. And do pre-show panels. It's not great. So the Dirty Blondes are kind of old, old school NWA type southern tag team tactics, you know, classic cheating stuff like the good guy is about to get the tag to Seth Petrozelli yeah. on the outside, pull him out from the yeah. underneath, you know, that sort of thing. But in fairness, when they were commentating that these guys are like old NWA tag teams, the Dirty Blondes are. Yeah, sure. So that's fine. But the problem, as you said, what's going to happen later on is they found something they think that works. Yeah, and they just keep saying it. Yeah. They're like, oh, do you remember these people that we used to like? And most of the audience still watch is like, who? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, for us old boys, you know, like we get most of the references and such, but there's going to be a whole generation that are trying to get watching this. They have no idea who the fuck they're talking about. It's like two old guys reminiscing on commentary. I'd love to see Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. Well done. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Oh, man, they? come on. There you go. <laughs> so, Seth eventually gets a hot tag from the outside from Giddens, lad, who's doing the vast majority of the work here, even though Giddens should quite obviously be the guy that comes in for the hot tag. Yeah. But he's the guy with the experience and the talent at this point, I think. Uh, after a little comeback, gets a low blow for a two count. Yeah. Seth and Giddens land some big strikes. Giddens in for the pinfall. One, two, three. And that's it. It's quite a quick finish. Yeah, I wonder if they were like, time. time yeah. Timing here, boys. Because that clothesline was a bit like, oh, it's, oh, that's it. Even yeah. the commentator's like, one, two, no, three. We're squeezing in a lot of matches to a short time period, and I don't think it's doing them much benefit. I think they're working to people's, um, how to put it, um, the inexperience. They're working towards yeah. making them, not exposing them. We want to give them ring time, but we don't want to give them 20-minute match. Sure, which is understandable, you know. Again, if they're trying to be a feeder system or trying to build new stars, then this is something I think you have to do as a um, indie promotion, right? But I, w- I wonder as well if... if, if- uh, Seth was in there to basically again have a bit of name value, a little bit of work sure. anyway from NXT. But I wonder if WWE were like he can't do much. Was he working for them then? I think so at the time. Okay. So I wonder if it's a case of right, he can come and do the show, but we don't want him really working. So it's a case of right, I've got the hot tag, I've come in, I've come in, low blow. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I guess. Because I think he's like his his actual aggression, his offensive time in the match was like twelve seconds. It's not long. Low blow and then close line end of match. There was a hot tag and I was like, okay, let's see what Seth can do. And then the match was over and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what um, bit of a weird match. With everything we've said over the last three or four matches, I was getting concerned here. At this yeah, at this stage, and again on this match went so again I got my old timings out. This match went eight minute twenty eight seconds. Yeah. And even into this, I was like, this feels long. Wrestlers not interacting with the crowd enough. Yeah. Big problem here. The crowd the crowd being dead, not into anything, really. Yeah. It's, it's like there are matches later on that I'm sure they're more looking forward to. So they're kind of almost reserving their energy for those points. I definitely do that as a fan, yeah. like knowing I don't want to get blown out of the show. I, I don't think that's what's happening here. I think they're just not involved enough. No. You can even see it on some fans' faces. Some the amount of times people are like looking down at their phone yeah. rather than looking at the ring. And that's when you know if people are looking at their phones rather than the in-ring action... It's not like they're looking at the phone to take pictures. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Again, it was was okay, but yeah, it's not great. But that's right, here comes a real athlete. <laughs> so, the way I've written this is, a lovely big lad. 
a big fat lad, sorry, shows us lots of food <laughs> and eats some of the food. Well, it doesn't actually eat it. He goes, I'd like my privacy, please, yeah. with the food. Barrington Hughes, 400 plus pounds with... <laughs> The takeaway dream of like pl- tape, like boxes of pizza, town up burgers, fries. But interestingly, clearly focusing on his diet because yeah. every time they did the cut shot, it went to look like he was about to put this in, and he clearly didn't. He was doing really <laughs> bad stages, like, um, like we do with our kids. Oh, I'm going to pretend to eat this. Oh, yeah. num, num, oh num, num. this broccoli is so lovely. <laughs> you will love it. <laughs> but, but as as a side note, did I ever tell you my broccoli story? No, right. On. So I was a because obviously I'm a middle class twat. Um, <laughs> I was at the Whitstable Oyster Festival. Okay. Um, I've been to that as well, so it's not that middle class. Yeah, Go it on, is. Carry on. You're, you're, you're faux middle class. <laughs> you, you try and deny your roots. Um, and I was there, and there was a little band who were doing songs for kids about vegetables. Okay. And cool. one of the songs was, Broccoli, broccoli, all the way from Italy. And that stage was like, no, it was not fucking from Italy. I'd say no what? <laughs> Gave it a look online. Did originate from Italy. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Well, welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. Is you that your about- full story? Yeah, that's that was it. fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> but now, now you're gonna go. Oh, broccoli from Italy. Next week, Good I'm gonna to cover the dragon fruit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but basically, like this Barrington Hughes, as you said, as soon mm. as like we get the little camera cutaway, he was gonna start uh, eating some food, and it was a case of, I'd like my privacy. I kind of popped. Yeah. So it was silly, pleasant, funny, you know, playing up to his size and such. Like, he is a big, big fat lad. Th- think Viscera in a singlet. Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, um, cut back to ringside, and his opponent, Andrew Merlin, is already in the ring for his match. And the big lad we just saw is introduced as 409 pounds, the Caramel Colossus. I like that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Barrington Hughes. So, versus Andrew Merlin. Um... Barrington has this lime green and pink stripy singlet thing and a purple cloak, like the mm. one American Dragon used to wear ah, when he was a heel in ROH. Delightful. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Merlin looks like the green Power Rangers, Ranger and Speedball Mike Bailey combined. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hughes does a big whoopsie for the one, two, three. <laughs> squashed, literally. Uh, your winner is Barrington Hughes. Oh, good old earthquake. <laughs> Did its job. Yeah. Yep good stuff so exterior shot of florida and an ad for fl4 tout total insanity <laughs> what do you know what's total insanity game companies putting fucking numbers in the titles of their games why do they fucking do this so it's meant to be fallout but it's fl4 t-o-u-t you're like oh just call it fallout 4 if that's what it is you know for the for the young they bloody love numbers. No, they don't. Everyone hates this gimmick. This is so dumb. Pointless. There's one that's like left for dead redemption. It's like the four, and you're like, um, um just don't do that. Basically, they realise like their their graphic designs are paying them by the the character. Mm. <laughs> That'll <laughs> do. Stick one in. Fuck it. All right. So Chelsea Green uh, exterior shop gets the shit kicked out of her in a pre-tape. Uh, by a brunette woman who we currently don't know at this point. Who is that woman attacking Zack Ryder's girlfriend? I imme- yeah, exactly. I immediately went, is that Priscilla Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a bigger name now. But back in 2017, yeah. I don't think, genuinely don't think she was on the scene that much. No, no. It's only through recent uh, in- uh, innovation in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I love her. I'm going to be honest. I think she's amazing. Were you going to go and see her up in London for her Q&A session? She was doing like a sit-down interview stuff up in London. Probably not. <laughs> I really I like mean, her. Were you going to London to see her? No. <laughs> the idea of sitting down and watching a wrestler who is relatively new to the business, sitting down talking, 
I'm like, eh, eh, I'm all right. I don't have to do that. Trying to say you don't want to sit around with like sweaty boys going, "Do <laughs> my, <need> my girlfriend? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put, I'll put it in my mouth. It'll be fine." I, I'm sure there's lots of that going on for sure. But um, do you know her backstory a little bit? No. So she was on uh, one of these uh, "Don't Tell the Bride" type shows, right? Coming from an American traveler family. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's quite. I actually watched the episode because I was. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Thought I'd check it out. It was quite funny. But um, yeah, so her and Darby Allen are obviously a couple. Okay. So blah, 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 blah. Actually, it's fucking gorgeous. So there we go. All right, let's move on. Um, so th- 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 this storyline essentially was that Chelsea Green was supposed to be wrestling um, Sonita Garrett later on in the, after- in the show. Chelsea Green is now injured and out. So we're going to have to find a mystery opponent. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, you can see there's obviously been some sort of problems. They've created a storyline just yeah. to kind of get it done, you know. But yeah. So our uh, next match is from Istanbul, Turkey, a regular in NXT. Berezoglu Emre. <laughs> is that his name? No, nope, it's the only Turkish footballer I could think of. I don't know who that is. So Vandal Ortagun. Ortangun. Ortangun. Yep. I've got an A-G-U-N. Is there no N in the middle? I probably just spelled it wrong. Anyway, versus Jimmy Utah who I've seen a few times. I think he's even been on the podcast before for AAW, maybe? Yes, yeah, that sounds familiar. So Yuta looks like budget dirt bike kid, or slash Mustafa yep. Ali without the flashy shit. And Vandal's been left out of NXT because he's not good enough to do the loop, so he's been sent down to MLW. Pretty much. It feels yeah. like it, doesn't it? He he very much reminded me of how when they handled uh, Sylvester Takai, when they bought him in its case of bro, we've got this lad from so, Eastern Europe, we're going to do this. And it's like, ah, uh, great. Yeah. I love wrestlers who wear, like, hmm, well, you need a gimmick. I'm from Turkey. Brilliant. Put that on your ring jacket. It's very few years ago. Yes. So these lads immediately start with some tasty spots and chops. Uh, the crowd just don't seem to give a shit because they're not really working the crowd still at this point. And again, two relative unknowns. Absolutely. Uh, you just, well, for us, at least, yeah. I wonder how unknown they are for MLW. I mean, considering the promotion I started up in July, we're only five months in oh, at this fair stage. Enough, yeah. So Utah sells this knee early. Uh, Utah doing this really good job here, a purposeful selling, trying to get the crowd to care. Uh, it's a bit of a cliche story, like working the body part and everything, but it's working for me much more than the last few matches. Yeah, it? there's a purpose of the story in the match. I'm working the knee. Sure. Uh, the ending comes as a bit of a surprise and almost out of nowhere. Utah climbs up the rope, still selling the knee, mind, doing a really good job of it. Lands a flying elbow drop for the one, two, three, and the winner is Jimmy Utah. Again, a bit of a nothingy sort of match, you know? Yeah. It just kind of happened. Yeah, again, it's like, get your ring get your ring time. Yeah, Get sure. your loop. Get your 10 bucks. I wish we had more to say about this, but there's not there's really nothing. much to say, is there? I <laughs> said, you know, Vandal had <laughs> Turkish flag stuff on his ring gear. You know how we do these spot shows? Like, just in between storylines we do for the podcast. Yeah. The idea, for at least at me, was to find stuff we wouldn't normally find that's either really, really good or really shit, so we can talk about it. Yeah. These kind of like... This match is paled indifference. Yeah. this The whole show is pretty much paled indifference up until this point. Yeah. This would be the sort of thing that if you are trained to be a wrestler, this would be a train a quick training match at the end of the session. Yeah. I, I feel that a guy... Blue Thunderbond, elbow drop, done. Six minutes. <laughs> a guy with Bowers experience, with these production values and the guys they've got working for them, should be achieving more. Yeah, but again, it's we're five months in. We're going to try and establish our own stars. We're going to take some of these NXT boys to try and get a relationship going again with WWE. Yeah, there might have been a case of right. Can you get one of these guys on your shows because you know he's working our loop, but it's not televised. Can you get him on to try and learn to work the sure, cameras? Sure, but you would create 
more narrative for these guys if I was booking. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd give them a purpose in the ring to be there and why they're there, not just these are two guys having a wrestling match. Yeah. Like sometimes that works if you've got a strong heel and a strong face. But we haven't really had that so far. No, not at all. Again, outside of because you know, normally you rely on if you're new to the product, you rely on the crowd to tell you who is face, who is heel. Yeah. No one is acting face or heel in this so far. Yeah. I can't remember a show that was this just middle of the road for a long time. Yeah. We see a lot of dodgy indie wrestling and stuff, and at but, least it has makes you care a little bit. But yeah, so now we're this is like match number four. Yeah. And I'm like, like no, match number five. Lost track. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's literally nothing to go. Wow. Or that was shit. The yeah. working quality. Was shit. It's it's basically like a training show. Yeah. I thought this would be much more interesting for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. It'll get there in a second. Don't you worry. Uh, so we jump into some kind of more interesting stuff now, I guess. So uh, I think one of the syndromes of the booking of this show is that they're very focused on their main couple of storylines and they've kind of neglected a lot of the lower card stuff. Yeah. Which I think is a shame. I just get the impression of this. You said where a lot of their main event talent is in sort of tag matches, they've mm. been like, oh, we'll book these guys. And they've all turned up on the show day and gone, oh, fuck, did we book him? Yeah. Oh, we've booked too like many it. people. Quick, yeah. let's get a couple of five-minute matches on. So we get a Jimmy Habit... Jimmy, I can't talk anymore, so I'm getting over this cold still. I'm just like... Buh, 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 buh. <laughs> Excuse me. So Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen promo. Uh, so Darby is, Darby is already bladed. <laughs> yeah. We as a goths promo. <laughs> Jimmy finishes with this line, we are going to paint MLW with your blood. I wrote, a lot of blood is promised. <laughs> yeah. Like Darby already blading and rubbing his hand on the carry, yeah. kind of hand down the van thing. Oh, it was okay. It has some purpose, I guess. From goth to boss. <laughs> I like Jimmy Havoc. Don't really get the whole Darby Allen thing. Like He's a bit of a daredevil and has moments that are quite creative, but everything in between, I'm just a bit like, yeah. just take yourself a bit too seriously, mate. Like, I don't really get it. In the words of Avril Lavigne, he was a skater boy. <laughs> Well, we'll get there. He's, in, he's wrestling later tonight, so we can talk about them. So commentators put over the next show. Shivoni lies and tells us he's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he does put over the younger talent, though. So, like, you know, saying that maybe the show hasn't been the best so far. But look, we've got all these young guys coming through, trying to at least get this over. Yeah. Not, not horrific. So, introduced as, from the Twitch app, Lever Bates. <laughs> you do not like gaming. <laughs> Versus Santana... G-A-R-R-E-T-T. <laughs> Santana Garrett. Wow, it's double Darren. <laughs> I don't know. Try to get it in somewhere. Don't go, oh my God, it's double G's. <laughs> you can't say that, I don't think. Um, but okay, so. Totally weird, by the way, but yeah, it's all good. Lever Bates, blue pants. Am I missing something? I don't, I don't get the hype. I'm Matt Riddled with her because loads of well, people really like blue pants. Let's just take this match as we're talking about this show particularly. Um, there's fuck all story- storytelling until she gets in the ring. They achieved something here for me. They achieved occupying quite a lot of my evening well, for the length of their match. Let's go through it. I'll, I'll read my notes and stuff. I've got more notes for this than I think any other match of the night. So this is one can- of the longest fucking matches of the night. <laughs> we can start to discuss it, okay? So Lever's dancing on her way to the ring. Uh, Lever's MLW debut, obviously replacing um, Chelsea, Chelsea Green, Green, who was injured or taken out or whatever you want to say. Uh, Lever is replacing Chelsea Green. Uh, Santana in full rainbow gear. Quite like it. You know, obvious yeah. face colours, like out there, flamboyant, something a bit different, you know what I mean? At this stage, cool. one thing I had noticed, 
at least everyone's wearing different looking gear. Yeah, not just black tights upon yeah. black tights upon black trunks, you know. So yeah, yeah, really good. Defiant, pay attention. Nah, you're not. You're not there anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> both ladies seem to be faces, and I was like, oh, really? Thought we were getting somewhere with the ladies match coming up, you know? But yep. First, first tick, face yeah. versus face. Great. My first note for this is I've just gone the last five minutes without even realizing there was still commentary because they haven't shut up. <laughs> it becomes just like, you just start to completely blur it out after a while. And when it when commentary achieves nothing, you know you've got a problem. It was awful. Yeah, it's not great. So some stalemate moments, uh, trying to out-wrestle each other to start with, face versus face stuff. It just never works in pro wrestling. It's crap. No. Unless it's like Hogan Rock, you know, and you've got a story behind it. Yeah, and then even one turned. Absolutely, kinda. <laughs> Not well. Really. They had a double turn. <laughs> yeah, I've run you over the, in a lorry. Listen to the crowd properly. The fans are still behind Rock the whole way through that yeah. WrestleMania match. Uh, so there's nothing worse than face versus face. No elements of danger or real importance at this point. Uh, some interesting, clever moments. Lever starts to become more of a heel as the match goes on. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, commentary givers a uh, Chelsea Green health update halfway through by saying some lacerations and a groin injury and i'm like oh sorry zach <laughs> outrageous times <laughs> who says that some lacerations and immediately goes and a groin injury implying they're the same fucking thing someone sliced up a groin like what are you implying here i mean darby allen is knocking around backstage the whole thing's a bit creepy i thought of this bit pervy yeah it's really weird so Lever Bates steals Santana's red hairband and puts it on, finally getting some heel heat in the match because the crowd booed the shit out of her. Yeah, because we all really know do. it's the Wonder Woman powered headband. That's the idea, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of dumb and silly, but at least they're getting a reaction. Yeah, it's, okay, it's yeah. There's sixth the match on the fucking show before anyone gets a reaction. It's the first reaction of the show, yeah. And it's Lever Bates getting it. Yeah. So as much as I'm not a massive fan of uh, wrestling as such... At least she realizes it's entertainment and she oh, has yeah. to do something to work the crowd, you know? So uh, uh, we'll get through to the end. So Lever stomps on the headband and slingshots it back to Santana in a spot that lasts a minute or two too long, let's yeah. be honest about it. So at least there's some sort of heel heat now, a bit of a shoving match between the two. They do a boo yay forearm spot. And then, kind of, again, almost out of nowhere, like this is probably a yeah. reoccurring theme for this. Santana hits her shining star press, which is like a handspring. Hand there you yeah. go. Very nice move. Maneuver. Really cool, yeah. For the one, two, three. So your winner is Santana Garrett. Uh, I've written him, just to give you my opinion. A uh, bit sloppy and silly at times, but at least they got the crowd to care about them towards the end of the match. First match on the card to really do so. so yeah. I mean, well, the, the problem I had with this is that the only part of this which was, was the headband. The headband was important, and that's great, but face versus face until you had to deliberately have someone be a heel by stealing a headband again they worked to a finish they yeah. had some heel heat some forearms the the big finish you know nice to not have a jump start yeah so sure that was good both wrestling like old wrestlers from the nwa <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah the beginning was a bit that was just my joke if they kept on referring to <laughs> no, I, know, I know well the beginning was this is where the technical technical wrestling goes they realized the crowd weren't reacting and so changed it up yeah, but then they feel like they started their match again. Again, almost 15 minutes yeah. for this match. It just, again, it there if was Brian no... Brian Danielson f- made that change, you'd be like, he's the greatest wrestler in the world. No, because th- the fact of the matter is that it's 15 minutes where what we're talking about is someone seeing a hairband. Yeah. But, is, if, but if they've got heat and they've not had to kill themselves, isn't that like 
the art of pro wrestling. Yes, but when I said when we're six matches in, I'm like this. I think if this had been on a better card, my response would have been, oh, it was all right. Yeah, but I think sure. because it's following a lot of other dross that I'm sitting there going, ugh. Yeah, like my notes at the beginning of the match are like, this is terrible. Face versus face. There's no meaning. There's no narrative. It's a last minute replacement. Yeah. But the last few minutes kind of got me. Like, I actually started to care, you know? I mean, the handspring moonsault, best move of the night. Nice. Spot. Really good. Really nice. And spot. there's no surprising that she's now signed to a developmental deal at NXT. Sure. Absolutely. I agree. Totally. Um, Lever, what's she? Is she AEW? Librarian, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, it was we didn't hadn't put two and two together. But there you go. So uh, post match, a person, Priscilla Kelly, uh, <laughs> comes out and Tonya Harding's <laughs> Santana in the <laughs> ring as uh, they put it on commentary. That was a nice line. Just taking out her knee, you know. I really enjoyed the whole like everyone in the crowd looking around, going, "What? What?" Yeah. And then Priscilla's like out there before yeah. you even realise. It's quite a nice like moment almost. And what's nice about with her doing that is that genuinely it gave no chance for her to clock who she was. Sure. And like um, the commentators put over quite well that they don't know who this is and people keep being attacked backstage and they don't know who's doing it. Yeah. And it obviously ends up breaking down to Darby and Priscilla and kind of Jimmy Havoc doing it all. But, yeah. you know, is this an all right storyline? It works for a, a, a promotion trying to get its kind of momentum going. Yeah. They did it for The Rock. And pretty much. It is a little <laughs> bit like that. So backstage interview with one of the best promo guys in the business, MJF. The audio is only in the right ear. Yeah, I, I well, I was watching this on my TV, so the audio was just fucked completely. Did like, it sound really bad? Really bad. Didn't get anything. Damn, I was listening to headphones and I could hear quite well, but like, yeah, it's only in my right ear. So that if you're watching it and like, what feels like a mono because it's coming out of TV, um, that would feel about fifty percent volume because you're missing one of the channels. You yeah. Know? So basically, my my notes like MJF does a promo, can't hear anything. Uh, that sucks, man. Uh, but then I also wrote assume was probably good <laughs> <laughs> well i put mjf even in 2017 is fucking brilliant and natural heel cuts up i'm a one percenter the 99 percent look up to him or should look up to him uh the interviewer rips on joey ryan as well it seems to be a heel interviewer yeah that is not introduced in any way really or doesn't make any sort of other appearance on this show so i don't get the purpose of having a heel interviewer but... he might as well oh jo- well because you, you, you used to have sort of bad guy interviews when you had like the the interview segments sure. back in the day so obviously you'd have Heenan going oh well, this is a nightmare can you believe this guy with his <laughs> cock out in his pants or whatever he's doing oh MJF you're so good people just shun the one percenters or whatever he would probably said that's what they're going for oh, sure okay. yeah yeah absolutely it doesn't quite get there but it's, it's good enough you know uh, MJF calls Joey Jonathan <laughs> and <laughs> says he won't touch it tonight which leaves us in to the two-year vet, as he's currently going as, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, or MJF, if you want to really piss him off, versus <laughs> Joey Ryan. Famous dick wrestler, Joey Ryan. Do you know about the whole MJF thing? Uh, all, all I know about MJF, other than the stuff, because again, I only really become familiar with him through AEW. Yeah. All I know is that don't call him anything or even talk to him pretty much at these like signings because he would just absolutely destroy you. I'd quite like it to be fair. Like, <laughs> so I'd be like, hi, Jeff, how are you? Be like, all right, fatty, fuck off. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> anyway, um, so the whole thing uh, with MJF is Excalibur. I used to call him MJF on commentary and it would genuinely piss him off. So every interview, every moment, we'd be like, hey, MJF. And he'd be like, you fucking gave him something to get <laughs> yeah. angry, to get some heat about, you know? <sighs> so MJF, M- MJF, MJF, MFI. <laughs> Uh, go on, you read this bit. Top line. Top line. Unless you were deaf, blind... Sorry, sorry. Unless you were deaf, dumb, blind, and by looks at it, 
poor. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. Uh, I, I burst out laughing at that line where he's like, you know, you're definitely lying by the looks of it. Looks around. Poor. <laughs> like, fucking hell, okay. He is the salt of the earth. Finally, some solid heel face dynamic with meaning and purpose and narrative. Can't ask more in pro wrestling. <laughs> Not to suggest that we don't also focus on this podcast. I'm just livid because my mu- my wife has just texted me and gone, I'll put to Tyler come and Tyler the kitchen. He's coming on Saturday the 12th. And I'm like, with what money? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so uh, please buy a t-shirt at amazon.co.uk because I need to pay for my kitchen to be titled. <laughs> so the crowd has come alive for these two coming in the ring. Lollipop into the fan's mouth immediately. Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Uh, Joey Ryan oiling up in the ring you take the lollipop though <laughs> I'm good thanks I, I like the fact you'd be like I'd really like MJF to insult my physical appearance <laughs> but I wouldn't take the lollipop from another man in case it's been up someone's bottom oh hang on I see where I've got <laughs> so uh, Joey Ryan immediately tells MJF to touch it MGF screaming at the top of his lungs for the fans to shut up and to stop encouraging him. <laughs> really funny. Best match, again, at this stage, crowd are into it because they know the two wrestlers. Sure. Looking at the card, when I picked this show to be the one we do on the podcast, I was like, no matter how the rest of it is, we've got an MGF, Johnny, Joey, sorry, Joey Jonathan Ryan. Jonathan Ryan. <laughs> there you go. So at least we're going to have something to talk about that'll yeah. be funny and entertaining. You'd hope. So, and they pulled, they pulled through. So Shivoni calls this vulgar, and I'm like, dude, you're meant to be putting this over. Like, that's the whole point of your job here. Oh, maybe he's playing heel commentator. <sighs> he's crap at that if he is, because yeah. it's not enough, you know. Anyways, MJF goes for an atomic drop, lands it, and sells his leg. So big, so strong. <laughs> Genius. Uh, commentator is doing everything they can to ruin this match for me. <laughs> Shivoni especially started to really piss me off. Uh, we get the most obvious. We've got to put a big edit in here moment, unfortunately. Uh, I want They cut to a crowd shot and some random splice of audio. Um, yeah, really badly blended as well. Like, yeah. I wonder whether there was a big botch here because Joey's grabbing his wrist as they come back. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's something they cut just replaced. Yeah, and I can understand like wanting to cut out bits that maybe don't look people great or like bits yeah. that the wrestlers want to take out, but... Learn to blend your audio a bit, you know? But like, it's like early 2000s WWE if it's like around morning or lunchtime. Someone's going to get a chair, turn to pitch from the crowd, someone going, huh? <laughs> Volume jumps up 10 notches, yeah. you know? Oh! Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Yeah. So um, um, jo- Joey's selling his wrist, MJF going after it now. I think maybe this was planned or not planned, but they're working with it. You but know? again, he's a two-year vet, so he's going to work with it. There you go. <laughs> MJF spots the lollipop on the side of the ring. Uh, Joey reverses, MJF attempting to shove it into his mouth. <laughs> lollipop into MJF's mouth. His selling is hilarious at this point. And again, considering he's two years in, and I know obviously you're working with Joey Ryan, so you've got quite a bit to work with, but sure. still brilliant even the eyes just like yeah. amazing <laughs> and the fact he can leave the lollipop in his mouth for what feels like two or three minutes yeah still like selling it while they're doing other things it's, it's really really good uh weirdly canadian destroyer by joey ryan where did this come from oh fucking hell and of course uh, at this stage i thought well this isn't going to finish the match yeah it felt unneeded massively i would like people if they do canadian destroyers now to just don't bother going for a pin just go for like an arm bar <laughs> <laughs> 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, so MJF sells it like a comedy spot for about 15 seconds going, oh, oh, oh. Because at this stage, Joey Ryan is still lying on his back with his legs wide open. I wonder what's possibly going to happen next. And like, okay, I'm a fan of Joey Ryan. I'm a big fan of MJF. This was bad. The whole don't sell the Canadian Destroyer, but do it as like a oh, comedy spot. It's a fucking flip pile driver. Yeah, but you know, because let's let's think of the storyline. Joey Ryan's dick is enormous, so MJF probably didn't touch the canvas with his head, so it just bounced off his wang. Understandable. Okay, I'm sold. Let's carry on. <laughs> That's how I book Canadian destroyers. But like seriously. That's why I can't do him because it knocks him out because my wang's so small. <laughs> if he's doing a flip pile driver, right? Canadian destroyer. And MJF then immediately stands up and like does a comedy cell. No, no, I don't want that at all in my pro wrestling. Just never. I wonder if, though, it was just a, a rib on Canadian Destroyers that they did this. Maybe, yeah. But again, you're going to do a Destroyer. If a referee can do a Canadian Destroyer and someone sells it... Best bit about progress the other week. Amazing. <laughs> Good old Chris Roberts. Roberts. Love it. Uh, so, uh, as you said, uh, MJF falls directly into Joey Ryan's cock, destroying his face. <laughs> Uh, he had to wear the Brutus Beefcake face mask afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Joey goes for the dick plex, uh, but the ref gets in the way for some reason. No idea why. Pervert. MJF pokes Joey Ryan in the eye because he's the heel. MJF locks in a sideways armbar thing. Joey taps out and still undefeated, which is apparently a gimmick that was going on here. Uh, MJF, um, best storytelling so far in the show. Yep, best selling, best crowd interaction. Some illogical nonsense and a big edit in the middle kind of ruined it a little bit, but yeah. still really fun. These yeah. two guys, like, I could watch wrestle all the time. Really yeah. hilarious. Not bad. I'm happy, happy we got something nice out of the show. Just great characters as and well. And again, I think had we not had such a bland card, yeah. even the Canadian Destroyer into the dick spot might have been a little bit more acceptable. Yeah, sure. I get it. Um, it it's, it's less the spot and just the MJF selling of the, the spot, you know? Yeah. We'll just know. have to put science into uh, into into effect here. <laughs> All right, so I've skipped a match. Uh, let's go back a little bit. So, post-match, Joey goes for a handshake. MJF teases it, but flips off Joey into his face. Joey grabs, uh, grabs MJF's hand, forces him to touch it. <laughs> Dick flip uh, that the commentator is calling a dongplex at this point. I refer to it for humor in my notes as a special suplex. <laughs> there you go. But, like, you know, giving the fans a little bit of, like, hey, that was fun at the end. We know Joey Ryan. He flips people with his willy. Exactly. Famous dick wrestler, Joe Ryan. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear it. Again, it's kind of fun. Probably best match of the card. Probably. So, um... Oh... We then get our little plug for the MLW Podcast Network. Oh, that's the one. So, commentator is doing a bit to camera where they're podding the, the net, plugging the network. They're podding um, the network. It <laughs> seems to be recorded post-show because there's lots of crowd noise here and the audio is only in the left channel this time. <laughs> and like, at least be consistent for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> Which is what it is. Uh, we get another MVP Stokely Hathaway segment. Very similar to what we had earlier. But MVP is asked um, about his association with Stokely and he just says, none and walks off as stokely stands behind him yeah implying there's some sort of issue between the two yeah like, yeah i get the impression they've been building this up for the last like few shows it seems to be a lot a lot, a lot of uh, approaching of you own me yeah yeah there's the promos later in the night yeah, which well. we get to yeah, yeah. not not but, to spoil it for our listeners but the point being that they do pay it off a little bit yeah 
So this leads into our Brody King versus MVP match. Uh, Brody making his MLW debut, another guy on this show. So again, bringing in new talent, trying new things. Yeah. Like respectable, but like maybe not the great for us as podcasters watching this right yeah. now. Yeah, and at this time for Brody King to be able to work with someone who has such a reputation as MVP. Sure, it's really good because I, I would say on this card at this time in 2017, MVP and Joey Ryan would be the most well-known talents on the card from a wrestling standpoint. Yeah, probably true. I mean, you've got one other guy in the main event who we'll talk about later who's had a bit of experience, but... <laughs> he does not exist to me. <laughs> Shiboni... <Starship> fucking pain. <laughs> I've got a good uh, joke about that later. Oh, I can't wait. So, <laughs> Shiboni talks over the ring announcer again. I'm like, learn your job. Learn your fucking job. Uh, MV in black and red Punisher Power Ranger onesie thing. Interesting. Doesn't seem to be part of his gimmick, but you know, whatever. You're a fan. I get it. I just remember MVP's uh, original music in WWE when he comes out wearing his little jumpsuit and she says, I'm coming. I was like, all right, mate. Indeed. It's a very <laughs> tight suit. At least, I mean, Matt Riddle could wear it and he'd be a bit more acceptable to the eye. So, maybe, I've, maybe I've got Joey Ryan dong envy of Matt Riddle. <laughs> Do you notice uh, MVP had some sort of hip pads built into his gear? Yeah. Yeah, like football pads, but on his hips. I wonder whether he's had an injury or just doesn't like bumping on his hips. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to put some padding in. Or he's been neglecting leg day. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'd be tempted to do it. Like, you know, uh, like drag queens have hip pads yeah. to make themselves look more feminine. I thought maybe he was going for that at first, but I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> some, fan chants for Bro- some fans chant for Brody at ringside. So MVP, being the vet he is, actually does a really good job here of cutting a, this is his family, let's hear my family, and the crowd pop up for yeah. it. Quick on the mic, like, respectable. Nice yeah. moment. Uh, Brody takes over early, as you might expect from the giant. That from the hill, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Brody in- brawls, sorry, brawl into the crowd, making a lovely looking old couple get up from their seats. And I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> Total hill. Total hill action. <laughs> Let the olds move. Sure. Uh, chair shots. No disqualification ref. Can they do that, Joey? Yes. Got one in. Got it in. Stokely Hathaway uh, distracts MVP by pouring one out for the homies, which I thought was going to be the finish, but it goes on for another few minutes. Uh, MVP takes a choke bomb onto a pile of chairs on the stage. MVP gets back in the ring, does a suplex, and we get a replay from the first time. Oh, we get a replay for the first time tonight. And you're like, did you just find your replay button? What's this? Well, again, as we've said before, you know, like in old WCW, you only get one press of the button a show. Yeah. It did fit. I don't think there was any more. There was one later with the Darby oh, Allen spot. Darby Allen spot, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, two replays in the whole thing. Like, if you're only going to put two in the show, just, just don't bother. Especially for, like, a, a mediocre looking suplex. Maybe they had, like, a buy one. Maybe they had, like, an extra credit on it on the app. <laughs> oh, we've got another. Let's do that. Or it was in Eric's, like, you've used a replay for Darby Allen. We're going to have to get on the app store and buy another one for 79 cents. <laughs> So MVP hits his ball in elbow thing, uh, but selling his back strong at this point. Yeah. Which didn't have much of a purpose, to be totally honest. But anyway, MVP goes for his dumb, put my leg on your neck and spin you through into a fall over sit down. S- sorry, you mean the player maker? What's that? Is uh, that the name of the finish? That's the name of the move, the playmaker. Uh, it's one of my most detested pro wrestling moves ever it makes no logical sense at all there's no impact basically when he was at training or when he was coming up with his mvp character he probably did this i need a move that's innovative i can hit anyone and it looks like the shit (laughs) wow said fit finley have i got the shit move for you (laughs) you see guys on the indies doing this move and i'm like why it's not when people start doing the unprettier yeah sorry the kill switch yeah yeah Uh, like 
the guys like Juice at least changed it up a bit, so he jumps and does it. You know what I mean? Yeah, turn it into a set of like spinning famous, sir. Yeah, this put my leg over your neck and push your arm so you turn 180 degrees and gently fall onto your back. I'm like, this is lame, man. It's worse than a pump handle. <laughs> and, and and because he was selling his back, yeah. it took double as long for a fucking pump handle slam for sure. So MVPs goes for his dumb move. Uh, Brody fit reverses <laughs> into a DVD Mishinoku all-seeing eye driver. He calls it. Uh, that I thought was quite cool. And obviously, because it's near a Mishinoku driver variation, we're only going to get a fucking two count, aren't we? When he, when MVP kicked out, I was just like, oh, okay, good stuff. The destroyers drivers. Like you have in a DVD position, you crouch their neck and drop them headfirst onto the mat of a guy that's selling his back. Only gets to two. But then Brody misses a springboard crossbody off the top turnbuckle. Holy shit, this guy's agile. MVP hits a running knee for the one, two, three. Fuck this company. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that... I'm joking, but like... You that know, a Mishinoka yeah. driver can't finish someone off but a running knee to a man who's like almost double your high Selling size. his back. Yeah. A massive driver thing, you know? Yeah. Dumb. Anyway, so MVP is a good storyteller, but just can't keep up with this modern generation is what I've put here, that Brody King is a great example of. Yeah. Um, A big man without a physique, but he's got a look. And this is the thing, actually. Good character, Um, good look, tattoos, hair, beard, couple of seasons in now, you know? Which I think wrestling commentators in general need to keep away from, because WWE fell foul of this last uh, for Monday Night Raw, where Otis, one of Heavy Machinery, the the bigger lad, who now wears trunks, they pretty much were like, look how fat he is. And it's like, well, if you're going to say look how fat he is, look at fucking Joe. Sure, yeah. And and with respect, look at Bazza Corbs. I don't know about that. I can't talk, to be fair. <laughs> but like, well, no. But the thing is, if you're going to basically saying we've got these elite athletes and basically turn around and go, look at Fatty over here. Yeah, it's it's not great if it's part of the gimmick. So like with Rikishi, it's like he's fat, he's dancing, he likes to wiggle his fat, wrinkly, pimply bottom around. Fine, but Otis is like, I like to dance, I like to do a caterpillar, and yeah. Jerry Law's like. Your fat What's mate. he going to do? What's he going to do? Are you not watching the product, Joey? J- Jerry, sorry. Well, evidently he doesn't. <laughs> he takes his Saudi Arabia trip and it's like, yeah, this is how women should be treated. I caught that a bit on audio. That really pissed me off, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jerry, watch the fucking show if you're going to be the commentator for the flagship show. Although, in fairness, <sighs> as a commentator... Pedo you- Lawler, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck him, who cares? You Because the whole thing is that, you know, sometimes in commentary you're supposed to be watching it for the first time. You're assuming that the audience are watching it for the first time. So... Yeah. If the audience are going, oh, what's he doing? <laughs> Having Jerry Lawler go, hello, solicitors. I mean, oh, what's he doing? <laughs> Maybe he wasn't even watching the ring and he was like, I'm getting sued again. There was, uh, I think it was uh, Will Power liked or maybe wrote this tweet. I can't remember who it was, um, but I definitely remember seeing his name associated with it. Was someone put a tweet out going when uh, Dominic was being beat up in the ring. He's 16, right? Yeah. He was like, that's the first time Jerry Law has actually cared about a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fucking great. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so uh, post-match with MVP and oh, um, what's Brody his name? King. Brody King, sorry. They fist bump post-match for some fucking reason. You're a heel. Why would you fist bump the guy that just beat you really dumb like he needs to learn to cut this shit out completely which which he had in villain enterprises now sure and I, I know this is like oh we'll use the vet to get over the new guy you don't do it like this no at the end basically go for the handshake and have Brody king beat the fuck out beat of the shit out of him yeah, yeah exactly did it with the driver again three four times you know brock lesnar yeah made sense you know beat up someone's kid for sure that was a that was a great segment i would now like brock lesnar to attack daniel bryan's baby 
<laughs> did you catch the ref coming over and demolishing Brock going one, one more time, time one, one more time, time. <laughs> you talk too loud fella sorry anyway oh so, sorry not me no 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 the ref so Shivoni puts it over uh, we cut to another commentator segment to the camera the commentators are still talking from the previous shot in the ring and you're like ah fuck <laughs> so what's the guy's name Rich uh, Boccini Boccini is talking over Rich Boccini yeah. as Rich Boccini is talking and you're like ah you fucked up this editing so bad on this show which loses into our next match oh, and oh. at this stage I was like is this not the end yeah it was dragging remember this is only 2 hours 40 this is not a massively long show for pro wrestling yeah but it was it went on a bit but I had hope at this point because you see these two guys come through and Jason so it's Jason Cade versus a guy we now know from AEW Sammy Guevara 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 Sammy Guevara Guevara launching on their Twitter beef about cereal I'll get into that in a second. Sammy Guevara is also with Selena de la Renta as well. Who, um, Excellent rolling of the R's there. Thank you very much. Is a bit of a nothingy sort of valet, to be totally honest. Uh, yeah. She looks good and everything, don't get me wrong, but, but in comparison to- in the match was like, eh. Yeah, and in comparison to when he's been valeted by um, Scarlett Bordeaux, sure. who really gets into the into the manager tag and the Scarlet Bordeaux. Well, yeah, which we saw in AAA. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Them two as a tag team was genuinely hilarious. I love that they did not give a fuck about what was happening. Especially love the thing at the beginning where they were dim- as we said on the podcast when they dimmed it in front of the camera, just jumped down and said, "Yeah, we're here too." <laughs> I liked it. It was good. So, um, Sammy Guevara, who you can see on AEW this evening on the Fight app, which sure taking on Cody in, in the first match. Enter the code uh, tax one hundred to get money off your uh, <laughs> that fight subscription. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but the number of people who might try it now—you <laughs> never know. <laughs> Who's this tax guy? And they're like, they're never going to get it back. Oh, Michael know. Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cade has cornrows, is wearing a black tracksuit thing, and shiny pleather tights when he takes off his tracksuit. Oh, hi, Maverick Mayhew. <laughs> yeah, and a million other indie wrestlers. Yeah, pretty generic look. Yeah, like I get it. But we know he can work. He's pretty good in this match, but the three count died in 1999. Yeah, you need something more nowadays. You yeah. need to get your gimmick over. You need to be noticed, and there's probably a reason why I've not heard this guy's name since this time. No, I, when I when I first saw this name come up, all I thought was, oh, Lance Cade. He could have been really good. Yeah, sure, man. Bit of a stiff bastard, apparently, but you know, who knows? Needs to be. Ah, maybe. So Sammy coming out to dubstep, purple T-shirt. Black trunks and pink trim, sleeveless hoodie. His trunks even got like a little diamond shape on the side that comes down to his knee. That's how you get over, mate. That's how you get noticed. Yep, well done, Sammy. Absolutely, mate. So, Shavoni puts over that Sammy has our boy Conan's endorsement. Yep. Great. Uh, (laughs) I love Conan, but yeah, it works. It's cool. Uh, Sammy playing up the obnoxious heel, and they jump into this milk first, cereal first chant commentators put over this is a twitter feud and then proceed to shit all over it for the rest of the match maybe rightly so but again you're the commentators for a pro wrestling show if this is the story you're meant to explain the story you're meant to get the story over you're not meant to shit all over it also what's nice here is that the fans paid attention to a twitter story exactly and we're interacting with the match as, as shit as the idea is this is a, a feud about cereal now imagine this is on Raw or like you know AEW. We'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, maybe not if it was on Raw. <laughs> Did it- but we'd, we'd, we'd we wouldn't enjoy it. We'd think this is dumb, you know. But they've made the care, the crowd care. And they've got it over. You're talking about the same. Co- you're saying, "Oh, we wouldn't look out of place on Raw." You're talking about the same company who had the Edge versus Booker T. Oh, we've got the Japanese shampoo commercial thing with like the Homer Simpson cereal box thing. Yeah, that was a while ago now. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so fast start. These boys do some lucha. Dive, 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 dive to the outside. You think after three dives, you'd learn to step to the side when the guy's running at you? Oh no, dive. Yeah, it's not much logic here, but at least they're putting on some action. Good authority. This is Randy Orton's favourite match of the night. <laughs> so commentators continue to shit on the Twitter serial feud uh, as the match goes on. Some This is where the technical wrestling goes spots, scattered in between high spots, uh, which drives me crazy. I hate it. Why are you doing the technical wrestling bit suddenly for no reason at all? Because you know, the high spots is quite knackering. I was going to say, is this the rest spots, which I said I would never complain ever again yeah. about after episode 50 recording, yeah. which you can see in a couple of weeks on YouTube, and we're going to do an audio accompaniment to it. Oh, so. I cannot wait. Anyway, so both lads are super talented, but yeah, this match again hasn't got a great deal of meaning, but at least it is heel face. Yeah. Double down. No, you love it. Well, knackered, <laughs> isn't it? Been doing high spots. Forearm exchange. Milk first. Cereal first. Milk first. Cereal first. I mean, let's all be honest. It is cereal first. <laughs> uh, oh, I was about to say, what are you talking about? But yes, absolutely. Cereal first. <laughs> Worst thing is, is well, I've got my notes on the iPhone. Sorry. Because the cool. iPhone where it said cereal first, is like, it thought Siri was turned on. It's oh, like, what can fuck I fucking hell. do? There's a moment in this thing where one of the fans, I don't know if you caught it, shouts out, how do you know how much milk you need? <laughs> I was like, that's the best thing of the whole show. I laughed so much because he's got a fucking great point. Anyway, so uh, both lads start to chase chase the finish. Huge shooting star from Sammy gets a two. Uh, Sammy starts to argue with the ref and loses his momentum. And I'm like, okay, so we're putting the other guy over. No, nope. uh, <laughs> Sammy goes up for the speakers behind the ring post to run and jump into the ring, but gets a super kick by Cade. Stomps, super kicks, reverse runners, the usual kind of work rate spots you'd imagine to see on an indie show. Uh, Cade looks to have Sammy pinned. But uh, finally, Valet interaction! Finally, something going on. Uh, heels Selena on the outside, his Valet, uh, Valet, sorry, pulls uh, Sammy's foot onto the ropes, stops the fall. Cade goes to confront her. Sammy pins Cade, both feet on the ropes. One, two, three. Your winner is Sammy Guevara. It was okay. Made sense. Heel finish. Yeah. Sure. Dirty finish needed to protect everyone. Yeah. High spotorama. Ish. But in fairness, we hadn't had many high spots in this card. So not out of place. Yeah, sure. A few big drivers, a few things brawling in the crowd and stuff earlier in the night with MVP. and um, This should have opened the card. Brody King. There you go. This should have opened the card. Oh, sure. I agree with that. But I think they're trying to create stars they want to give them precedent higher up on the card and such it just and this is yeah. why sammy Guevara is going to be opening aw tonight with cody rhodes sure absolutely Sorry, cody don't call him rhodes <laughs> i think uh, cody said a thing the other day where he was allowed to use oh of course it's, it's his name yeah you would have thought you'd use it i wonder if he's still just a case of i don't need my family name to make a success yeah maybe but that's why he's opening like, sammy like Cher or elvis or something yeah one name you know yeah Anyway, so... Um, and again, based on marketing budget, cheaper, because less letters. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> so another MVP, Stokely Hathaway segment. Uh, Stokely says, uh, consequences are a motherfucker. And I'm like, there goes the YouTube monetization. <laughs> uh, Shane Strickland video package now, talking about the whole thing with uh, Darby and Jimmy attacking him on the previous show. So Shane Strickland um, beat Ricochet in a respect, respect sort of match. Previously. Respect without the T. That's the one, mate. Um, R-E-S-B-E-C. <laughs> <laughs> 
the little bit of OCD inside was just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. So a really nicely produced segment, to be fair. Uh, Darby and Jimmy attacked Rico post-match, then attacked Strickland too. Quotes from all three lads involved over the decently shot footage with lots of old kind of film effects over the top. Uh, a little cheesy, but... It's pro wrestling. That's cool. Really glad he's gone to NXT. He's now known as like, is it Isaiah Swerve is that something? Yeah. It's ah, not too bad. Go Could on, Swerve. Yeah, that's his gimmick at this point. His nickname is mm. Swerve Shane Strickland or Strickland yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so we our main event of the evening is a no disqualification tag team match featuring 50% of my hated wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> of the heels of Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. I believe that he goes by the name of Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Flipping Havoc. There you go. Uh, versus, he definitely is fucking Havoc. It's all good. <laughs> but have you seen the, I think I talked about this, the clip where he was wrestling, I think it was DDT in Japan. And he gets announced. Jimmy Havoc, no? Yeah. So, the, that, and if you don't know, um, the, the, they were told to write down how you want to be announced. And he wrote, Jimmy fucking Havoc. <laughs> so he's like, Jimmy fucking Havoc. <laughs> like, That's fucking great. <laughs> So there's a no DQ match of Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc versus Shane Strickland and John, Johnny Nitro, Impact, Johnny Lucha, Hennigan, Hennigan? John Hennigan, his real name. I didn't know that was his last name until right watching this show. Tough Enough Three's finest, John Hennigan. One of your favourites, mate. I'm so glad he has signed back for WWE. Has Another he? reason to keep watching the product. Has he actually? Yeah. that's Well, that's the uh, the online rumours that he has re-signed. They're signing everyone. Just keep away from AEW, aren't they? I mean, I'm not going to lie. If they were going to do that, just sign Ty Valkyrie and fucking send Mundo to main event and have Ty <laughs> Valkyrie wrestle really good stuff. Real reversal. Yeah. Johnny can be the valet. <laughs> you know? Basically be Stevie Richards to Victoria. There you go. Uh, so uh, Darby has a Strickland face mask as he comes out nice inventive moment yeah no not into it at all nope alright we'll go through it and then we can chat about it so Nitro has some lovely sparkly pleather tights Johnny 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 fucking Nitro <laughs> the heels jump Nitro early before Strickland can get in the ring what bastards they, there's this really weird shot which is like a shot on a low shutter speed of the crowd and it's just like duck, 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 duck. I don't know why they put this in here do you but... think that was when they were trying to do like Mundo's entrance it, when in like WWE had like the, the really slow uh, the slow thing where they try and do something with his entrance but left didn't change the effect when they yeah. got attacked possibly I don't know why you'd leave this in an edit well they left some of the other botches in the edit yeah, do you think sure. everyone got bored watching the edit after an hour and a half was like you know what fuck it I'm sure it's fine I skipped over a lot of stuff but there's moments where they dub in this kind of weird terrible loud audio it's obviously trying to enhance moments in the match. Yeah. But it just it's just terrible. It's All it did was peak me having to up, raise and lower the volume of my TV. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. It's, it's obviously audio from the cameras rather than whatever audio recording yeah. gear they were using. And you can see why they're doing it. They're trying to emphasize the big spots in the match, but it happens way too many times. <laughs> oh! oh! It's a production problem, for yeah. sure. So, um, brr, tax already covered one corner of hang the on ring. I wasn't there <laughs> T-A-C-S oh. uh, you mean drawing pins that's the one sorry uh, Strickland runs in from the wrong side of the building I'm like what What? why I, uh, okay, hot dog fine. wagon <laughs> maybe he's getting a hot dog out the back uh, Darby Allen takes the tack bump early Nitro power bumps Havoc onto Darby Allen who goes face first into the tacks and uh, <laughs> sorry the thump the the drawing, drawing pins. pins. <laughs> I, I, you do realise now I'm going to create a t-shirt that says thumbtacks. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> Darby has two of these drawing pins in his upper lip. I'm like, 
Ugh, that's disgusting. I mean, you definitely do these spots for 250 people. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's an element to be said about like, yeah, you stick to your style no matter whether it's a thousand people or 50 people, you still do what you do and you enjoy. But... Eh. I mean, I know it's going to sound stupid. I don't think I'd ever enjoy having Jorah and Pin shoved through my lip. Can you appreciate why someone would? Um they have weird sexual fantasies maybe <laughs> bdsm yeah. stuff maybe sure like you know i don't know jimmy Havoc talks a lot about it about like you know you don't have to watch my matches it's what i like to do in the ring and stuff yeah oh that, if that's what they like to do that's fine but i could never be in a ring and someone goes can i do this spot where i stamp your face into some drawing pins <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> i'd be like of course you can voltage <laughs> wait see what fucking happens afterwards <laughs> <laughs> I'd, in fairness oh, I'd love fuck. to see Voltage get like drawing pins and slam someone into it you and Voltage in a death match I'd pay to see that in a million fucking yeah I mean if anyone would like to see me and Jack Voltage in a death match I mean in fairness you know I'm not going to try and get myself over but if you want to see me and Will Power go in the Reindeer Games fuck me someone needs to book that for a Christmas show scpw.co.uk check them out greatest promotion in the southeast of England absolutely love it uh, so editing goes all out of sync for about 10 seconds out of sync it's yeah, pretty really bad, bad. A uh, couple of unprotected shit. I mean, I'm skipping over it, but it lasts a long time as well. Yeah. You see spots happening and there's no audio accompanying. Like Jimmy does the slap against the hand. They uh, slap the hand against the ring post from missing the punch and there's no noise. You're like, oh, that ruined that spot. Good job, boys. Uh, so a couple of unprotected shots to the head with baking trays, etc. Jimmy starts to do his usual stick of stapling paper to Strickland and such. Uh, another really weird bunch of audio spliced in. It's like 30 dB louder and it's just... Ugh. As he was stapling, you could hear Tony Schiavone in commentary just go... Oh. <laughs> you could hear him groan. Yeah. Schiavone has this line after the staple gun and a chair is a kind of a disappointment to me. And I'm like, dude, put it over. Like, I know that, yes, a staple gun is more gross to watch than someone using a chair in pro wrestling but then after the because the, 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 the quote was like what am i watching yeah i, I, I don't know i just i just i've skipped over a lot of the shivoni stuff because i didn't want to spend a whole podcast complaining about it but he's shit on this it it was awful really bad the, if he's anything like this for AEW, i don't think i can watch it week to week which will be a big telltale sign yeah because you've seen they've already done it with um with Mares, and they've got rid of him on commentary. Yeah. They, they genuinely do tend to listen to the feedback. And similarly, what they've done with ITV. But if Tony Schiavone is going to be knocking around, if he's a backstage interviewer, bring back like Scott Hudson, because he was powered indifference, and at least he didn't annoy me, other than his powered indifference. <sighs> I think he annoyed me as much as Schiavone, to be honest, but whatever. So uh, Jimmy does the paper cuts, which is a lovely, relatable spot. I like it. It works for me. Everyone loves a good paper cut. The reaction it gets is huge, yeah. you know? But like, it's, it's nice and safe as well. <laughs> yeah but it's not actually doing it obviously in fairness though if it was going against Nitro I'd be like oops <laughs> sorry Johnny <laughs> I'm Jimmy fucking Havoc I can do what I want so Nitro takes the thumbtacks in the mouth punch spot which I was like oh respect for actually taking that uh, Nitro does the Tajiri Ishimori sliding German suplex to both Havoc and Derby at the same time probably spot of the night yep well, yeah, that and all the handspring moonsault. Sure, sure. That's really yeah. nice as well. Uh, Nitro does parkour. 
<laughs> the reaction on your face. Yes, got it. So another massive audio change. Strickland does a double stomp thing. Uh, Only because the audio guy died after watching fucking Mundo Blaze do parkour. <laughs> Starship pain, motherfucker. So there's quite a nice dramatic spot here where Strickland does like an arm snapper, like Penta's thing, but with a stomp yeah. to Darby Allen. There's this huge crack sound as it happens. It's obviously someone clapping or whatever. But it proper, it really adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that works. Like leg slaps can get really fucking annoying in pro wrestling. But for the moment, like perfect. Yeah, yeah. but all you didn't see was actually Jimmy Havoc in the back, which going, oh shit. <laughs> Nailed it. I think it was someone. <laughs> it didn't look like it was Strickland or Derby. I didn't catch it because I had their back to cameras, which again was a bit of a mistake. Yeah. Work the hard cam boys, you know, but still. So Derby runs off, leaving Havoc to get beat up by Strickland and Major Major League Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> I'm trying to think of different nicknames as we go. So another massive audio chain for Strickland are giving Havoc a Death Valley driver from the hardest part of the ring to the outside. Got it in. Uh, Star Shitty Pain by Johnny Shiny Trousers Nitro. <laughs> I wonder if he ever decides to score into like Johnny hashtag or Johnny Johnny. <laughs> Only gets a two. Apparently, it's not his finish anymore. Uh, Havoc goes, lads, lads, like begging off in the most British way possible. Uh, goes for a double low blow on the two faces. Havoc's like, I'm sorry. And they get stereo super kicks for his troubles. Cheers, Johnny Mundo. And then a wild Darby Allen appears after like selling in the back for like five minutes. Well, he was trying to find the stairwell <laughs> to get up to the balcony. He dives off the balcony in inverted commas. It's what, 10, 15 foot above the ring? It's not like no New Jack balcony, is it? You know? Yeah, it's still not a balcony I'd like to jump off. No, sure. Like, especially for the especially crazy stunts. happens. Yeah, sure. Like, I wouldn't personally want to do it, but when we say a balcony dive, people I think envision 20, 30 foot in the air. Yeah. Interesting. So he dives off the balcony doing the coffin drop with the chair taped to his back. The chair, chair immediately falls off and I was like, ah, it kind of worked. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, more massive audio changes. Um, blah, 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 blah. Second replay of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, for that. Yeah, for that spot. And the face is almost instantly back in control after this like dramatic spot, which I think was a bit of a shame. You know, sell the guy jumping off the balcony, maybe. But in fairness, you just shit all over it. It's only 10 foot. <laughs> so so Strickland and like Nitro are doing this that's oh, only 10 foot but again that's the magic of pro wrestling and his know? chair fell off stuff believable that maybe isn't believable but his chair fell off <laughs> there is that <laughs> so uh, both up top Priscilla Kelly I mean someone that <laughs> comes from down yeah. shoves Johnny Molina fucker off the top rope <laughs> no that's Batista yeah <laughs> he'll slam Strickland off the top through a table in the ring Havoc hits the Rainmaker with a chain. Super safe, to be fair. The Chainmaker? There you are. Very nice. But um, Jimmy does a really good job of making sure he doesn't actually smack Strickland in the face here. Again, he's, he's a genuinely good human being, it seems like. Good with weapons. I mean, he didn't take off Haskins' head with an, with an axe. Didn't sure. take off anyone's head with a chain. For the one, two, three. And our winners of our main event are Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. At 18 minutes and 49 seconds. That went a lot longer than it needed to. I didn't hate it, but yeah. I, th I think by this time, because I watched the show in one one run, by the end of this, I was like, I am tired. I want to yeah. go to bed. Me too. Yeah. I watched it all last night. And uh, I, I, I was hoping for more. Definitely hoping for more. Yeah. There's a few little bits post-match. So ring announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, here are your winners. Darby Allen and the King of Goths. Priscilla Kelly's really hot. Who <laughs> 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 forgets Jimmy Havoc's name? Yeah, well, he's the king of goths. Bad, bad form. Poor form. Write your notes, dickhead. Although I was pretty sure that was Noel Fielding. 
Oh, yeah, pretty much. Didn't you hang out with him at one point? I did, yeah. How, all right, let's, let's talk about this. Cause okay. Fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, okay, we'll do that and then we'll get to the, fin- the finish of the show. Okay, let's do what, right. the Noel Fielding thing. Yeah. Okay. How, how did this happen? Because you, you told a story on the Super Quiz Cup where you were... Well, I don't know whether it was even true because it wasn't one of your true stories, was it? Was this when I was dating Boots? Yeah. Yeah. So when I don't I, know how much it was true and how much it wasn't true because obviously it was a lie on the Super Quiz Cup. Yeah, the, the dating of Boots was true because that was um, where she dumped me for watching WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Well, what, what is was that real? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So how did you end up dating this DJ? I want to say. Yeah. Um. Just and hanging out with people like Noel Fielding and stuff and all this right. sort of bollocks. So that was my friend, my flatmate at the time was friends with a chap called Christian, right. who was. Uh, where were you living? In Canterbury. Oh, okay. So enough. I was in uh, Winchip in Canterbury. Nice. Um, he had a friend who was living up in London who had started to date Sadie Frost. <laughs> despite Ow. her being like 20 years his elder. Okay, yeah. Um, and I know the name. I can't picture her face for some reason. But obviously Sadie Frost hung around with quite a lot of the uh, the youngin celebrities like the Lily Allens and you've got Doherty knocking around in there and old fielding. Good old smackhead Doherty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Local restaurant and hotel owner in Margate, Pete Doherty. Is he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I set up a recording studio and a, a music venue in Margate. Fair enough. Um, and Boots was there one evening and she was obviously just, I had an amazing combination of beauty and low self esteem. I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to ask you about this for like a year and a half now. So yeah, it's great. But, um, so that's how I met Boots. Yeah. And then obviously the Noel Fielding thing is there was one time that obviously they were out and he was like, quite fancy going for a Wagamama's. And I was like, oh, I'm quite hungry too. And he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You've skipped over the whole meeting Noel Fielding for the first time. How does that happen? Oh, he's just there. What do you mean he was just there? Where were you? How did it happen? Like, in, in, Tell me the story. In a London club. This is the whole VIP thing. Okay. So obviously with all the celebrities, they've got their own little VIP section. Right. And because we were with the band as well, yeah. with all the celebrities, we were in the VIP section. Okay. Which my flatmate at the time was loving because obviously everyone thought he was a big deal. <laughs> Whereas I was very much like, that blonde girl's pretty hot. Oh, that's Noel Fielding. I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cool nice good to know man little did i know that years from now noel fielding would go on to be a like quite a top superstar and host a baking program and i host a wrestling podcast with you <laughs> <laughs> oh these things happen man like yeah that's interesting I- i've been meaning to literally ask you about that since yeah. you told the story on the there is a-, a picture not on the tex williams face but on my private facebook of when me and noel fielding were sat down someone took a picture of us having our wagamamas together <laughs> oh nice yeah. good times man that's yeah. not so bad. when i had hair that's how <laughs> that's how long ago it was all right let's jump into the end of this so we get some replays of the big spots why is my personal life more exciting than the fucking mlw show but luckily this end segment can save it (laughs) (laughs) so darby (laughs) havoc and not priscilla well priscilla uh stand tall in the end in the ring to end the show i got some kind of tombstone boner (laughs) totally would uh fade to black mlw logo but wait Um, there's more we cut to a stokely hathaway presser do you want to describe this presser? Uh, shit. <laughs> one word description for the win. So there's a person with a microphone. Basically, so many iPhones just hung in front of someone's face. But you know how, like, in football conferences, they hold their phones like this. With so the, the microphone. microphone towards the person. <laughs> they're all holding them with the speaker towards her Stokely. And they're like, 
come on boys like yeah it's, it's poor oh uh, so i've got a special iphone it can record from the uh from the headphone jack i, mean, I know it would pick it up anyway but still like you know you want to make it seem like a real press conference <laughs> even when we did media for progress at least people who couldn't be bothered to bring proper equipment were holding their phones with the speakers towards it so even sure, sort of half the other fucking yeah. fuckwit podwit podwits <laughs> that were there the thing i always find funny about this thing is people turn up with their shoulder rigs with all their lights and shit yeah. and i'm like I'm pretty sure it's going to be lit okay. But anyway, yeah. let's just carry on. <laughs> uh, so uh, Darby, Havoc, and Priscilla stand on the ring. Uh, we cut to Stokely Hathaway. Uh, essentially, Stokely has MVP under contract and owes Stokely a debt. MVP will wrestle Loki in the future. Yeah. And then the screen doesn't quite fade to black because the edit is not very good. Yeah. So um, the whole story behind this is that, that Stokely was the one who negotiated all of MVP's contracts when he was out of prison. Because everyone loves drumming that down it now. Do you know MVP? Did you know that MVP was in prison? Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. nine years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. If you want to hear about MVP's uh, prison <laughs> career, there's actually a Where Are They Now on the WWE Network this week that features him and Kelly Kelly in the same episode because they clearly didn't have enough material to do one episode for either of them. Damn. Okay, cool. MLW. So, uh, well, yeah. I, in fairness, because the show was so re- relatively new, I think that what MLW do now with MLW Fusion as their weekly TV is obviously, as they learn as they go on, much better quality than what we've seen here. I think they've got Hope more so. established storylines now for what people have said about MLW. Um, but this show... I mean, it's amazing that they put this as their free show, this long show on their YouTube channel. Yeah. Because, yes, it's had a lot of views. And it's had a lot of positive thumbs up mm-hmm. but if this was like you're going to give away a three hour special i think most if not all their stuff is on youtube to be okay fair. so it, it just happens to be the one that if you search for full wrestling shows it pops up okay quickly everyone loves seo <laughs> what sorry search engine optimization oh okay yeah wrestling match um, free well here we go yeah it's with the quality of the people on the card and the history of the promotion and the guy booking it and the quality of the production and everything else, like cameras and set and such, I expected a significantly better show than this. Visually, very pleasing. Mostly, yeah. 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 Audio-wise, pants, commentary, terrible. In-ring, very little to write home about. Sure. Rating? Two cornflakes. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm I'm almost on the verge of a one. There's very little to write home about here. I'm going I'm going to cornflakes purely for the opening packages, like the presentation, the actual video packages, and the packages for the main event. Yeah. The production values pushed it up. To, I mean, again, we don't do half cornflakes, but I'm being generous today. <laughs> okay. Um, there's really nothing else I want to say about this show, unfortunately. No. So, two cornflakes. So, moving on, next week we are going to be covering an episode of Monday Night Raw, which was recommended to us, Nick, through our Facebook page. So, thanks Cheers, very buddy. much for recommending that, Nick. Um, we hope we'll do it justice for you next week. It's uh, a company in the time period we both kind of love, so it should be fun. Yeah, so uh, that episode is from 1993. Are we going to tell people what episode it is? We're going to wait for them to find out. Oh, wait till we find out next week. We'll okay. announce it on Twitter probably beforehand, but yeah, it's yeah. All good. But more importantly, similar to what Nick's done, please recommend us your shows. We've got quite a few lined up going into like the 50s, obviously. So, next week's episode 49, followed on from that, we're going to have our youtube and our own watch along of our wonderful video production by yourself episode 50 it's gonna be fun we do wrestling um episode 51 we have a guest we've got silas roth coming on to do an ott show yep uh 51 or 52 depending on what dates he can do but yep. like yeah and then we're also going to follow that up with a riptide show 
Yes, there we are. Yeah, I had a really nice interaction with the guys from Riptide. Like from I Josh bought, from Riptide. Yeah, I bought uh, to explain quickly. I uh, to put them over basically is I bought a ticket to one of their shows and now I can't do it because of work and obviously they can't refund it for me, but they're gonna uh, like give me a code to watch their show for free online and they're gonna hopefully credit me with some something for a future show as well and that's all I can possibly ask for the guys. So absolutely much respect to those guys. Yeah. Really, really helped us out. Above and beyond, I think that is because like a lot of promotion would be like tough shit. Yeah, sure. Did I ever tell you about this company in the UK who like had an affiliation with China who haven't paid any of their guys' tickets money back? Hang on, why do I never get booked? Well, the wrestlingpodcast.com <laughs> is the best place to find all the links to the podcast. We should do a whole expose documentary about that. We really fucking should. I think I, I, I think I get sued. All right, fair enough. <laughs> World of Rest Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Fanboy Rich on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you find me at the Tax Williams on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget if you want to get yourself some sweet wrestling apparel, thirteen ten apparel. Uh, use the code Tax One Hundred to get ten percent off at checkout. Uh, like us on our own podcast, World of Rest Pod. Buy a t-shirt on Amazon.co.uk like share subscribe tell a friend we're available on i mean obviously you're listening to on your podcast app of choice we're on acast we're on spotify we're on apple podcast we're on anywhere you want if we're not on your podcast app of choice let us know interact with us on social media we want to give you a show that you guys want to listen to cheers everyone bye-bye